Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Oh, I do. I do. Pick me. Pick What's me. that mean, hey. Van Allen? The boys are here. The boys are here. We're live. The boys are here at O'Neill's and Knob Hill. We won't be at Knob Hill next Thursday because it's Mardi Gras and, um, well, they don't need us. Let's well, be it's real. Irish Mardi Gras. What does that mean? <laughs> How do I screw up St. Irish, Patrick's Day while I'm at O'Neill's? Irish Cinco de Mayo right here from O'Neill's. I, <laughs> Irish, it was Mardi Gras. Not, a, not an actual sentence. We're opening the program with a guest, which we don't often do, but a friend of the show, friend in real life, head coach of the University of New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, first time live at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Mike Dominguez, coach, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me on. You're in town because a uh, big high school basketball tournament going on right now down there at the pit. Let's talk about them boys. Yeah, no, it's uh, New Mexico high school basketball is uh, pretty important uh, in New Mexico in general. I've been to other state tournaments, and, and New Mexico does and it really well. And they're bogus and second rate and JV and everything about every state that's not New Mexico yep. is garbage. Exactly. Concur. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. How do you feel about El Paso? Just put it out there right now. Haven't been there. Yeah, yeah, not in a positive way, right? Cause it's, <laughs> it's El Paso to me is um, it's the ultimate heel in pro wrestling. El Paso to me is is everything I hate about places that aren't here. You know, I make a lot of Cleveland jokes. Yeah, you're you absolutely hate Cleveland. El Paso is that in real life. So El Paso is like Ric Flair. Well, no, Ric Flair. No, Ric Flair's I mean, talented. He's, he's the, he was the ultimate and, heel, though. Woo! But ultimate heel. No, no, no. Like I'm talking like heat that you don't want, like X Pac. Uh, yeah, I'm talking like yeah, bottom yeah, of the yeah. barrel stuff. Coach, you watched a lot of basketball these last couple of days. You're about to watch a lot of basketball, and you're going to recruit New Mexico kids to play at New Mexico Highlands University because you love this state, unlike some other schools in this state, like state. Yeah, I'm not going to knock other schools, but I'm going to talk about <laughs> New Mexico Highlands. And, uh, yeah, we recruit uh, New Mexico like no other. Uh, I'm being from New Mexico, it's a big deal to me. I feel like we don't always get the, a fair shake, and, and I love recruiting New Mexico kids because I think they have a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder, um, and, and they're tough, and, and they're going to compete and battle, and, and, and those are the core guys that I want to surround our, our program with. So did you get like a suite at the pit? Because you're just going to be there That's nonstop for the next two days. You got a bunk? you got like a cot in there and like a little mini fridge. I, w- I, I wish I could. Unfortunately, I still have to leave. Um, but, no, I do love New Mexico State Tournament. I mean, I, like when I was a kid, this is what we did for spring break. We didn't, like as a family, I didn't go to trips. I didn't go to Disney World or anything like that. Like we were coming to the state tournament for a week. What a cool way yeah. of saying you weren't invited to stuff. Yeah. No, it was a whole family <laughs> thing, though. It was a big deal. I, I loved it as a kid. And, I mean, Every kid wants to walk down, you know, go down the ramp and play and play for a state championship and and whatnot. So I mean, I I, I love it. I love to watch the the, the kids compete and, and then obviously now I get to recruit them. So uh, I was talking to your wife. I was talking to your wife before the game, and she says, because you know, maybe you don't admit, but everyone here knows you're the biggest celebrity in the state. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows Coach Mike Dominguez, biggest celebrity. Do you have to walk around like Captain America, hiding from like Hydra with like a hood up and like big aviators on when you're at the pit just to avoid like the masses? 
No, not at all. No. <laughs> Just, no, I could walk around and no one will know who I am. What are you talking? He's got his Bill Belichick New Mexico Highlands jersey on right now. That is. I love the short sleeve hoodie. Sleeveless hoodie. I love man. the short sleeve That's hoodie. So good. I wear wear these constantly. Do you ever go down to the court and you just like you just just start taking jumpers? Like you're ready to go? You still in playing shape? Yeah, not playing shape. Definitely not playing I shape. I that. We knew that. We still, <laughs> still can shoot, but yeah, no, 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 not playing shape. Can't guard anybody. But when I played, I couldn't guard anybody either. So the best high school kid I. I saw play in person this season was the kid at Las Lunas. What's his name? Uh, Holland. Kick and go. Kick and jump. He's going to play out of the world. How long until he's a cowboy? Um, He's only a freshman, so can't comment too much on him. I'll go um, get him. I'll go recruit him. <laughs> I, I would love to. We had, we, uh, we had his, his brother, Jacob Holland, was, was at New Mexico Highlands. His dad's a Hall of Famer at New Mexico Highlands, played football there. He's the athletic director at Los Lunas. Uh, good kid. Really good kid. Good player. Seems we could, like, seems we could like, Bryce Harper this kid, get him to graduate early, get his GED. And I like that. I'll just send him off up. to Vegas, baby. It's, you, I mean, there's a way to like figure out five years of eligibility now, too, right? There's like uh, a, with with COVID, you guys could. I mean, there's waivers going around yes. everywhere, so you can figure it out some way. I have a few extra years of eligibility. Can I give them to him? Yeah, why not? Sweet. Is that what the transfer portal is? I, I'm I'm very confused on what the transfer I, portal we're, is. We're literally asking. Help yes. Us. Trans, uh, do you, I don't think we have enough time in the segment. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at the tournament uh, all weekend, but there are some kids. So you're looking specifically for New Mexico athletes, and I, which I know you can only put like certain like reference to, but my question is going to end up being MLG just passes a rule the other day, right? So MLG is like, hey, there's this new law, and, and New Mexico kids can go to college for free no matter what. I don't really know if it was for matter what. How does that help like college athlete? How does that help student in New Mexico become like college athlete in New Mexico? Uh, I think it's going to help a great deal just because they're getting their tuition and fees paid for if if they choose a New Mexico school right out of high school. Um, so for them, I mean, you just have you're you're not going to have to pay money out of pocket if you're getting yeah you know, a basketball scholarship or an athletic scholarship on top of that. I mean, you could have whole school paid for um, by just staying in state. So it's a big deal for us. It helps us a ton. Um, you know, we already recruit New Mexico a- as hard as we can, so it, it's only going to help us going forward. So it's, it's more ammunition in the gun is what I'm hearing. No, no doubt. You just you, – you, exactly. You, you have more money in the pocket. Obviously, you're looking for kids that can just ball out of their mind. But besides talent alone, what are you looking for in a recruit? Um, I just want guys that are tough and, and compete and that are coachable. And, and if you have that, you, you're going to go a long way in, in college. I've been around it. I've played. I've coached it. Guys that are tough and, and compete, don't matter their talent level, they seem to find a way – to, to make themselves valuable to the team. And, and for us, that's that's super valuable. I mean, a guy in point is like a Mario Archuleta for us. Um, he's from northern New Mexico, Pecos, small little town. Most places don't even know where that's at. I think he claims Pecos. <laughs> I think he's even from a smaller town outside of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's just a tough kid that does all the little things. He led the league, led the, the team in charges, does all the stuff that doesn't show up on stats. Sure. And, and that's stuff that, as, as a coach, we find super valuable and – and love to have him, and I'm, and I'm glad he's a part of our program. But that's a perfect example of just guys that are coachable. They're bought in. They're hunt, you know, it's not one foot in, one foot out. They are. They're completely all about New Mexico Highlands and our program and what we're trying to do. So as you talk about like the character aspects, and we look back at the team this last year. By the way, coach, hell of a season. By the way, coach, making the tournament. By the way, coach, elevating these kids to become athletes. By the way, coach, elevating these athletes to become leaders. Coach. You walked away from that one like feeling real proud, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, the season that rarely ends how we want it to end. But that's, you know, ninety-eight percent of the the teams across the country. 
Um, so for us, uh, we finished off well. We you know, obviously we didn't start off great. Lost a lot of close games, injuries, COVID. Just didn't get it done at the end of the day, but we were able to figure it out and win nine out of 11, eight straight, and get into the conference tournament, which it's hard to get into our conference tournament. We only have – there's 15 teams in our league and only eight get in. So Coach, for us to be on the top half, it's, it's a big deal. I don't know if I understand why you're not using exclamation points right now at the end of all these sentences. <laughs> you're acting like you didn't turn it around from a 1-10 starting conference, push that thing all the way to the max, find that final seat in the RMAC, and then go out there and put on a heck of a performance. And here's the thing, Van. Only one team can win the last game. I mean, not if they play together. No, Could you imagine? No, how, just, <laughs> can you imagine how many points basketball teams would score if they just played together? No, they quit is, fighting each other. No, but it, but that that happens all across the country, <laughs> and the teams that have that though, they they become so much better because of it. Right. Well, and there's something to be said too about because the RMAC is like hiring. I'm obviously I'm biased. I see a lot of RMAC basketball. I'm so fortunate to be able to broadcast the team, but it's such a damn good division. No, or, our, our conference. RMAC is. I mean, Division Two in general. Doesn't get its fair shake, but the division, the top Division two schools, the top fifty Division two schools, are better than the bottom one hundred in Division one. Yeah, without a doubt, I've seen it. I, I've I've coached against them. I've played in the, at that level. I was one of the bottom one hundreds when I was at Florida International. The top Division two teams will would, would would do really well if they had a Division one schedule. You had a bunch of graduating seniors this year from the squad, so obviously you're going to have a, a younger squad next year. It's exciting, but as far as level of play. A handful of those graduating seniors, they could play professionally at the next level. Yeah, no, I think we have a couple guys that, that will uh, and that can. Sammy uh, obviously has enough talent to go play. Um, Marcus Brown has enough talent to go play. Desmond does, but he's actually uh, going to stay on as a GA for us. And, what? Yeah. Oh, he's going to be on the bench? Yeah, so we're excited right. to have him, and he wants to get into coaching, and we have a chance to help him with, with grad school and, and everything else. So, um, it's I mean, that's what it's about. That's how I got my start. That's how coaches get their start. And then from there, you, you either move up or, or maybe he goes and takes a high school job or whatever he desires. But Is this breaking news? Are we breaking news right now on, on Desmond Yeah, Carpenter? it's kind of public, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of between <laughs> us, but um, he's a great kid, and I'm, I'm glad to have him. Well, and um, how important it is for every team to have a barber? So to be able to, to sign Desmond Carpenter to coach in barb? It is. It is. In fact, when we were on the road, um, I didn't have a chance. I, I didn't have a chance to get a haircut, so I, I had to text him personally. I said, uh, "Hey, Des, uh, make sure you bring the Clippers to Spearfish." <laughs> and he goes, "Like really, Coach?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need a fresh haircut because I like getting haircuts every week." Um, so I made him bring them out. So. And there was no compensation for these haircuts. No, obviously not. So we know NCAA listens <laughs> yeah. to us all the time. There's no compensation. And I've been there though, Coach. I get it. You got to keep the grays down. Like exactly. Our, keep our, it low, fresh, yeah. clean. Oh, clean cut kind of guy. Uh, two more really good days of basketball here at the pit. You're going to be enjoying it with everyone else. Uh, you're going to walk away with a pretty good idea of who in New Mexico could be a cowboy. I know you can't say anything, anyone specifically. How does that process start, though? Not naming names. When do you? When are you able to start reaching out? When are you able to start connecting with a uh, New Mexico athlete? And then when are they able to, be, uh, to sign letters to come play with you? Uh, so they could sign at any time now. There's no more rules as far as uh, a, signing, a signing date. It's, uh, it starts in November. And then from there it goes on. But the process starts. I mean, there's kids we've identified since they were sophomores, juniors, mm-hmm. and we've been in contact with them. I come, me and my coaching staff come out to as many games as we can during the school year, practices, and, and just be around. Um, and from there you just build a relationship just like anything else. Um, and I think relationships are super important because that's what we talked about the transfer portal earlier. There's a reason why that transfer portal has over 2,000 kids every year, and it's because kids don't – build relationships with our coaches and they're just going because it's you know 
a Division One school or whatever it is, and then they end up transferring down. I try to build a, as good a relationship I can with these guys, where you know they want to they want to play for us and want to play for New Mexico Highlands, and that's why we haven't had any we haven't had anybody transfer in in the three years that I've been there. Oh wow! Look, you you can ball. You've been in basketball your whole life. Could ball was. <laughs> has been, has been. Okay, just want to make sure we're on the same. So, what are what are the X's in the equation? Because yeah, name all their names. Do you you're, 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 a, I mean, you're a high character guy. And you're a cool guy, and I mean, for a college basketball coach, you're a, a young guy. Like, and you're talking about relationship building and character. Where, where does that come from at its roots? Like, where did you get that from? Yeah, no, I I just think it's super important. If you guys, if you want guys to go through a wall for you and and. And, and do the hard things because that's what you know. That's what championship teams do. You got to have relationships with them. They're not going to go through the wall. They get they you know if they think about the guy that don't care about them or he only cares about them on the court. You know, and I think that's what I do best. Like I, I you know that's the first thing I tell the recruits is I'm going to have a relationship with you guys. It helps that I'm somewhat young in the coaching world. I've been in their shoes. I played Division One. I, I played Division Two. I, I played professionally. You know everything that they've kind of aspire to be. I've I've kind of already done, so I can relate to them. I kind of give them the recipe uh, of what it's going to take. Now, obviously, they have to go in there and and work for it. Um, but I'm also the guy that they could come into my office and we could talk about what we're watching on Netflix, and we're going to talk about. My, the, I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan, and we talk about the Dolphins. Sorry. Yeah, 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 I know it hurts. One. It hurts. But I I just build relationships with them, and I think that's the most important thing. I don't think I can trust it. As a gambling man, I can't trust the Dolphins anymore. I feel like they've ruined it for me. Everyone's talking Calvin Ridley. I think it's the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they're throwing doesn't, games. Doesn't look too good from they're, from with Brian Flotis and, and the whole nah, tanking. Not, not a fan of them at all. Uh, the last thing I want to ask before we cut you loose is, uh, hey, talk about that language with the kids. Because I'm old man slow over here. I'm 37 years old. I, can't, I don't get hashtag kids these days. When you are talking about Netflix or the gram or tweets, or, is it like learning another language? Uh, I mean, I'm 35, so it's not I'm not that far off from you. Um, but no, it's just just relating to them. Um, you know, I don't go into details with with everything in that aspect. But you know, we talked about what's I like to watch probably a lot of the same shows they watch on Netflix and Hulu. Um, I'm a big show guy, so I watch a ton of them. Um, and just creating relationships with them because you don't know what they're going through. So many guys go through so many different things throughout the season, whether it be family stuff, stuff at back home, girlfriend problems, friend problems, school problems, whatever it might be. And, and me just having a relationship with them lets them come in and just talk about it, and we could figure out the problem. And, and they know I'm there for them, not just between the lines, but outside. We got you on early because you got to head back over to the pit because you're going to watch some ball. Yep, and, and uh, Volcano Vista. Uh, my aunt's the, the basketball coach going for her fifth state championship. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the best coach in the family. So undefeated, undefeated, for undefeated now. number for one. Now. Yeah, for now. For now. No, yeah. she's she's up there. I got a long ways to go. Um, but no, I'm going to go support her and, and watch her team play now at five thirty at the pit. So I'm excited. Coach Mike Dominguez, you're the absolute best. Awesome. Appreciate. It. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, whenever, Coach. Whenever we get back, Major League Baseball is back, and that's why this Bud Light tastes better than Bud Light's ever tasted. That's why the sun shines brighter than it's ever shined today on a cloudy day, and that's why I am able to smile for the first time in 99 days. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Michael, I don't know how you're not playing all just organ music all day long on the day that baseball came back to the planet Earth. I don't understand you, Michael. So you know the pulse of me. Dun, 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 dun. We're talking baseball. It was pointed out to me from the texture we did not do the uh, cliche classic introduction. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, my battery mate, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? 
Well, this is the happiest day of my life. It's not even close. I was thinking about it earlier. Um, the birth of my child is a strong second place. It's, uh, but this okay. is my, my favorite day so far of my entire life. Baseball is back. Yeah. Today is – do you remember the day that they brought classic Coke back after introducing new Coke? That's today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's – I had, at least since 1994, every day was the best day of my life. And every day that, like, processed the day before then became the best day of my life until the last 99 days of my life whenever Major League Baseball was on strike and every day was the worst day of my life. But now today is the best day of my life again. I, I think there was one time in middle school where yeah. I got to dance at the, the middle school dance with you my crush. You can dance if you want to. I got to dance with my crush, and that's like 13th place compared to today. Mm. It's not even close. Seals kissed by a rose also has a special place in my heart. Well, it was thuggish, ruggish bone. Thuggish, so. ruggish bone. Yeah. Major League Baseball is back. The uh, Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball, the entity, have agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement. Woo-hoo! I just want to. I want peanuts. I want Cracker Jacks. I want to stand up in the seventh inning and do the stretch. I want to. I want to. I want to get mad that I have to keep reapplying sunscreen. Yep. Like I want all of these things. I want on Easter to get in a fight with my girlfriend because I want to go to day game baseball instead of hiding Easter eggs and looking for them. Well, you can't look for them. You know where you put them. Uh, instead of well, it depends on how drunk you get. This. So the way I do Easter eggs, uh-huh. are you? I do the thing where I, I hold my breath, I, I close my eyes, I put my hands over my eyes, I spin in a circle, and I just sling them. That's really smart. <laughs> well, yeah. Because you go Easter egg hunting with yourself. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's it's, really sad. It's like catch with a... I'm so excited to get the tops of my knees sunburned again. Oh, my gosh. That's like the best feeling in the world. You, so, and I... And I got to set my cold beer on top of my sunburnt knees to I, cool them down. I am so pale, pasty white that when I sunburn, my thighs are vanilla... My knees are cherry, and my shins are chocolate. I'm Neapolitan ice cream on my legs from sun sitting at Ice Toast Park just taking in God's will. Fred, I think that's melanoma on your shins. We need to get that checked on. Neapolitan ice cream yeah. is what I am uh-huh. from the, the your, white your thigh. Shin, your shins shouldn't be black. To the strawberry cherry boy knees. You're talking about a medical condition is what we're talking to, about. Well, that's the part that receives the, <laughs> the most significant sun. Uh. And you know this. Every spring forward, I buy all new ankle socks. So I have the exact same tan line. And if, if we're talking about Isotopes Park in general. Yes. When they release the funnel cake oil yeah. into the crowd, mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite thing. I don't want to talk about the physical reaction I have because it's a tiny bit graphic. But I really love that moment. Give me the details of the details. No, I can't. We're going to get flagged. <laughs> They're going to pull us off air immediately. It's way too graphic. Uh, give me the details of the collective bargaining Oh, the agreement. details of that? Yep. Oh, sure. I'll give you all that. So the finally agreed, and I think it's a great deal for the Players Association. Uh-huh. They stood their ground. Twisted sister, just like Ukraine, they're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. 
So a $20 million increase in the competitive balance tax threshold. What's a competitive balance tax threshold, man? That is the amount that a team can spend without having to pay penalties, and those penalties go to smaller market teams who don't pay that much. Oh, so it's so the thing. So it went up $20 million, so it's the which thing is a good get for the Players Association. That brought summer back. Okay, I got it. So it's $230 million this season. And in the span of four years, it goes up to $244 million. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't affect playing the field. Don't care. So the minimum salary is a huge increase. All right, 700000 To 700000 And in the next four years, it goes up to 780000 And it increases twenty grand a year over the next four years. And that, to me, is a fair cost of living. Correct. Yes. Okay, keep going. So the pre-arbitration bonus pool is now $50 million, and it didn't exist before. So the Players Association wanted $100 million. MLB wanted like $14 million or something offensive. Yes. And they settled right in the middle at $50 million. So this goes out to the top 100 players based on awards and statistical performance. So everyone who hasn't, who is still in arbitration – who their play, I mean their pay, gets judged by the play on the field, there's more of a bonus pool in there. So it's more incentive to bring these players up early because the team themselves don't have to flip the bill. There's a pre-arbitration bonus pool for the top 100 pre-arbitration players. Okay. What you're doing now is showing your classic van side, okay? Okay, what's you're, going on? I'm getting too dorky? Yeah, you are. You're looking like a real van hole right here. I'm getting too because dorky. Because you're not talking about a single thing on the field, you nerd, loser, business-loving, We're baseball. We're getting there. The, 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 the on-field stuff. That's the stuff that matters to your boy. The on-field stuff wasn't. I mean, they, the Players Association and MLB we're in agreement on a lot of these on-field things from the beginning. In agreement. The money, the money numbers is what they are far apart on, and they finally settled. Here's the only number I care about. How many games are they playing? A full season, Fred. 162 of them. 162 games. When can training camp start? Sunday. Well, technically, you can report tomorrow. You report tomorrow. Yeah, so... All right, so do I still have to watch crappy, bogus JV seven-inning doubleheaders? You I may. No, I do not, you man. May if it's like a rainout. No. If it, like, rains from the seventh to ninth inning, and then they start the next game, then it rains from the seventh to ninth inning. If you There's po- a lot of freak circumstances that might allow that. I but need no. you to stop quoting Drake's God's plan. <laughs> what I'm saying is these are nine-inning doubleheady boys. Do I still have to watch the bogus, super lame ghost runner on second? In extra innings, do I need to still do that? Not in the tenth. No, you don't. That is that doesn't exist anymore. Like it, this is baseball as I recognize it. This is the thing that I loved as a child, and then George Lucas tried to make better the second time around and ruined. Except he didn't get to here. The big one, the real big one, is Universal DH. All over the place. So Universal DH has been accepted, mm-hmm. and unless your pitcher is an elite hitter. We're not going to watch pitchers hit anymore in Major League Baseball. It's not called the elite hitter rule. It's called the Otani rule. So there's like three guys in baseball now. There's one guy. There's Shohei Otani. Rick Ankiel and Babe Ruth. Madison Bumgarner. (laughs) (laughs) Twelve teams in the playoffs. How do you feel about this? I'm into it. Same. Yeah, I'm into it. 
I think 14 is a little aggressive because there's only 30 teams. You don't want half of the whole league getting into the playoffs every year. But I like the 12-team format. No more 163 tiebreaker. How do you feel about that? That I might miss. I agree. That I might miss. So they're doing, like, um, the numbers. You get them by the numbers, okay? Look at the numbers. The numbers won't lie to you. They're going to tell you who needs to be there. But it's the numbers. So you're only going to play 162 no matter what. So no more most exciting thing in the history of all things. So they took away the most exciting part so that I could have a lot more very exciting parts. Well, I mean, you got a whole extra round of playoffs yeah, it's now. Totally worth so it. So you don't need game 163 to def- to decide that. You go by percentages against your division and then percentages against your league. That's a pretty easy tiebreaker. Interesting call up send downs here. You can only call up send down five times from the major league to minor league level. That's a big deal for a like friend of the show, like Ryan Lavarnway. Yeah, like, that's a big deal for like that guy that is. You know, the 26th best player on the team. Right. And it's going to go up and down a lot. You can only do it five times now. Previously, there was no rule in place. So a lot of frequent fly Myers for those guys. But but now you're either up or you're either down. Speaking of getting sent down, we're sitting down right now at O'Neill's ah, and Knob nice. Hill. Nice. We are live from O'Neill's and Knob Hill. And if you could hear the chatter in the background, there's a lot of fun being had already. So make sure you guys get down here before all these tables get snatched up because I guarantee it. By 5.05 p.m., this place is going to be full and it's going to be rocking. If we're here, might as well take a chance to help someone. Children's Advocacy Center is going to join us after the break. We're going to talk about their big Top Golf fundraiser coming up, and we're going to see if we can laugh a little bit too. We're two men on live from O'Neill's. I'm cur- well, I had – so obviously this morning I had New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Sure. I then trans – because I had this – all right, Vitality, two extra seconds. I'm sorry. I know we got to go to the break. Okay. Because yesterday I had this blistering headache and this high blood sugar, and I was like, what is going on in my world? Everything is collapsing. It's falling apart. So I drank like a gallon of water today after my name my name on coffee. Sure. I'm now settled in here in O'Neill's. O'Neill's. I'm having one adult beverage. And then after this, I'm going to go karaoke all night long. That's really exciting. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Channel. Back on the program, live from O'Neill's in Knob Hill. Come hang out with your boys. We're going to be here till 7. Uh, I'm gonna, all right, full transparency. We're always here past 7. Just come, oh, yeah. Come hang out. Come laugh with your boys. We're laughing right now with our new friends, Yvette Tovar and Claire Anderson. Yvette is the chief development and marketing director or administrator or marketing uh, something I just learned for All Face Children's Advocacy Center, and they're holding a big fundraising event at Top Golf, and they're doing it at the very end of March. Yvette, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to tell you about this event and about our organization. Claire, you came alongside Yvette because she had anxiety of being in a room with Van. I understand that. Smart. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. <laughs> What's going on at Top Golf? Who are you guys helping? We are helping All Faiths Children's Advocacy Center. So we're having a Top Golf fundraising event on Thursday, March 31st. It's from 1 to 4 in the afternoon. And it's uh, to support this incredible mission. We are a nonprofit who has been in the community for 65 years. Our mission is focused on children and families affected by trauma. And basically, we're a behavioral health agency. And so we are here in service of the families and children of New Mexico who need our help. And unfortunately, the need is great. And so our fundraising efforts are ongoing. And we have this wonderful sporting event that your listeners might very well want to come to. Hold up. Hold up. What? What's wrong with that? One to four? 
<laughs> one to four in the afternoon on a Thursday. So All right, want to so know why it's great? No, we're in. What we're doing. So we're, we're in. in. So we're coming, and then Are we're going to do the show live from Top Golf. So let us make that a call. Would be great. That's our plan. So we're going to go get super loose. We're going to we're going to we're going to golf the top, and Check. then we're going to help some kids. Check. And then afterwards, we're going to do the radio program live from there. By the way, Car- Cardinals have a day game that day at the Pirates, so that's going to be a good one for your boy. All right. There you go. That sounds like a great plan. Now, Claire, how do you feel about this? I feel really good about it. I yeah. think it's a great idea. <laughs> Claire, as you read about us having anything to do with your golf tournament, absolutely. Super oh hard. God, I'm so glad you know nothing about us, <laughs> Claire. Oh. Claire, as you reach out to people in the community to become a part of the All Phase Children Advocacy Center, and you look for resources on ways to help, who are you identifying? What what partners of the community are helping, and how are they doing it? Um, so really, we're looking for anybody who's willing to support the organization, whether that's monetarily or through in-kind support. In-kind support's a little bit harder right now with COVID just ending, um, but monetary support is always, always needed and valued. Well, how many slots do you have open? For the tournament. So we have is, the is there second a rush? floor upstairs, if you're familiar with Top Golf. Sure. How that works. So there are 36 bays on each floor. So we have the second floor. So we can take up to 36 teams. The teams are teams of six. They're $800 for a team of six. It's a great opportunity for a business uh, to support their staff, to recognize the hard work of their team as a team building exercise, and to say, you are part of the success of our business, and we'd like to reward you with this awesome afternoon of relaxation and fun, a full lunch buffet, mulligans, a welcome beer bucket in every bay as you arrive. Hold on. Again, That's what- That's a, you're telling me I'm going to get like a over $200 value for only 130 bucks, and I get to help kids? That's exactly right. See, okay. I love how I you do the math. This. I cannot accept this as real. But so yes. he's been working on that math for like 15 minutes. Now. I really appreciate. I'm so glad he got it right. That yes, your boy is so bad at math that I paid a dollar for a better math calculator on my phone because I'm so poor at math. Well, I think that was a dollar well spent. Thank you. That's exactly what I need. That kind of encouragement. <laughs> no, no, it, it really was. And doesn't this sound like an amazing opportunity for any and all types of teams, businesses? To for people to skip people? work and help kids. It's a yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And you know what? It's a Thursday afternoon. So think about it. If you have children at home, this is actually during the work day. So you don't have to worry about child care. You can just come, have an afternoon off. It's a benefit from your employer. Have a break, enjoy some food, have a drink or two. There is a full bar. Smart. So if, if beer is not your thing, there are other options. And come and learn about an amazing organization. Claire. Speaking of that amazing organization, can you tell us a little bit more about the Children's Advocacy Center? What do you do? Who do you help? Where do these awesome funds that you're going to raise at the Top Golf event, where do they go? So they go to help the children and families we serve. So in the last couple of years with the pandemic, the families we serve have really experienced additional stressors and hardship, right? Job loss, food scarcity, even just accessing technology, things that you and I would take for granted in part. Like, of course I can help my kid transition into online schooling. That's not necessarily the case for a lot of families, right? So a lot of our clients are at the lower end of socioeconomics and really need the extra help, right, uh, to help them weather these things. They're in survival mode, right? But at the heart of it, our children and families have experienced trauma of some kind. Trauma can come in a lot of forms. It can be in a form of abuse, neglect, a contentious divorce, a manner, um, all kinds of things like that. I'm trying to think what other examples would be. Um, and children need 
a way to get out of that. And the good news is we provide a path to healing and recovery from it. So even though you've experienced trauma, even though you've had a terrible thing happen to you, it doesn't have to define what the rest of your life is going to look like. Allface.org right there on the homepage is how you register for the Top Golf event. Um, but say you're not available. Say you know, the 31st is in your day. You've got a lot going on. Uh, or Claire, for me, if you would, talk about, you were talking about other ways to give. Uh, 501c3, all those options are there for the individual and corporations. Can you kind of walk through the importance of not just a one-time partnership with the Advocacy Center, but establishing a relationship with you guys and how you help with individuals in the community? Sure, absolutely. So like Yvette mentioned, we've been working in the Albuquerque and New Mexico community for over 65 years, working with children and families who have experienced trauma. So supporting the agency is um, an incredible benefit. We serve over 2,500 children and families each year. Um, You can support, like I said, through monetary donations, um, especially recurring gifts, because those make sure that we we can expect funding and and put that funding to good use. We also have other special events. So if you can't attend our Top Golf event on March 31st, then we do have another fundraising event coming up this summer called Noche Azul. It's on June 4th, and that's another incredible way to uh, support the agency. Stand Up for Children Top Golf Tournament fundraiser March 31st, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. You got these awesome little sexy flyers here. These are pretty but nice. anyone who can't hold this in their hands right now, where do they go to sign up? They go to allfaiths.org, www.allfaiths.org. Right there on the homepage, you'll see the link. The top cough is right there, large on the homepage, and you can click right on there. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Fred like, what are we doing, Fred? Um, <laughs> Five things at once is the answer. And you can go uh, straight to the link and uh, pay for your team online. It's okay. really easy to register. I'm going to say the one thing that you guys didn't say, but don't worry, I'll handle it. There's no better Top Golf than skipping work Top Golf. Oh, duh. Like Top Golf is great. I love Top Golf. It's it tastes so much better when you're not doing responsible things. Nailed it. Oh shoot! I actually just tripped over my own words. You're helping kids. Oh look, it's two times better. <laughs> skipping work Top Golf. I'm going to remember that. Yeah, it's the most important thing in the world. Girls, did we miss anything? Anything about the event? Anything I think final or foremost? Got it. Thank you so much for letting us share a little yeah. bit about this and help get the word out. We, we would love it if uh, companies and folks want to register and fill up all of Top Golf with teams in support of All Faiths Children's Advocacy Center. Uh, we have sitting in front of us right now a handful of individuals that might be interested in connecting with you and helping with your event, so please make sure you take the time to meet with them. Van and I will be there on the 31st. We are going to Top Golf in. Yeah, well, Don't threaten me with a good time, Fred. You need a cooler, like, going away. You can't just say in. You need, like, four. Like, you got to have, like, anything better than in. I'm in for a good time. All right, there we go. That's we'll, be make, we'll make sure to give you your own beer bucket if that would help. That's, yes, that always helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're definitely pitcher guys. Oh, pitcher guys. Yeah, we, we, we don't want yeah, bottle. Do. I'm a catcher we do guy. Pitchers. You're like draft pitcher. Got it. I missed the setup. You know whatever there. it is that you need, <laughs> I'm sure we can accommodate that. Claire, final words. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, and we hope to see you guys at Top Golf. More baseball talk after this. Two men on ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The sports animal. Man, I just got multiple text messages for people that want to skip work and go golf with the All Face Child Advocacy Center. So. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm either going to make this team real exclusive or I'm going to get two teams. What would you do? You want to split us up? A little Biggie and Tupac uh, kind of thing? If we split it up, I want friend of the show, Howard, on my team. Howard, welcome to the program. You may not want me on your team after this call. Oh, no. Oh, here, oh, here we here go. It comes. What's it going to be? Here's Howard. 
I I can't get into baseball, guys. I just can't. You know, I, I got about a hundred things I'd rather be doing than watching baseball. But I'm only going to give you five, okay? Yep. Number five, I'd rather be watching paint dry. Oh, okay. Number four, I'd rather remarry my ex-wife. Oh, that, was, that well, sounds so worse. I, number I five. agree with you on that one. Yeah. Number three, I'd rather have my wisdom teeth put back in. I also want to marry this guy's ex-wife. Number two, I'd rather still watch his 48 hours nonstop of Face the Nation. That, well, and I the mean, number one thing I would there. rather do than watch baseball is have my wisdom teeth taken out again. <laughs> After you put them in? Yes, very smart. Apple. After you put them back in. <laughs> you wouldn't even notice because all that paint you've been sniffing. This is, yep. How, Howard, uh, lead paint aficionado, joining us on the program. Howard, tell me why you don't want to see baseball, and I'll tell you why you're wrong, friend. Well, because I'm I'm an on the go kind of guy. I need action. I need things to be going. I don't need funnel cake smell to come throughout the stadium for me to discover <laughs> my special purpose. I don't need things like that, you know. Nice special purpose reference, yeah, by the way. Very good, actually. Should, yeah, Howard, there you go. Howard, show me it, on the doll where Ma- Rob Manfred hurts you. Yeah, where did Rob Manfred touch you, Howard? Yeah. What happened? Well, you know that's that's a lawsuit for later after I get through <laughs> the Catholic Church. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Howard! I'm telling. I promise. I promised Dan that I would call in and give you guys heck because he's driving in from up north and he has bad reception. But he said, "Howard, please call him. Get him to try to come to their senses." You know what? I said after I'm done with my call, Dan, they're going to think my middle name is Vladimir. You know. Is it? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get you and Dan. We're going to get all the friends of the show. We're going to have an ice topes night. We're going to go out there and we're going to convince you why you're wrong. Because this is but the see, most that's important. What, that's what Dan and I were talking about. I don't mind going to an isotopes game. I've gone to live baseball games. I can't watch it on TV. I can do the live events. I just I cannot watch it on TV. When you go and do the live event, there's so much hubbub around you, people and hot dogs and cold beers mm-hmm. and you know people being silly. And you can do some people girls. watching. And the game's so much better in person. So, Howard, you gave us five reasons, five other things you'd rather do than watch baseball. Now give us five reasons why you think Russia was right to invade Ukraine, yeah. you communist. That's how you are, communist. Yeah. Well, there, well because they're, <laughs> they invaded upon Jerry Jones' request to go look for his illegitimate child. <laughs> Howard, Howard hates the Cowboys. Oh, oh, the, self, the self-loathing. And you know I love the Cowboys. And all this time we thought J- uh, Jason Garrett was his illegitimate child, but nope. His illegitimate child's in the Ukraine somewhere, and uh, Jerry Jones paid off Vladimir to go look for him. So, oh gosh, but this is this the all the movies thirty years from now about all of this. The one that is specific to this story—that's the one I'm going to make sure I go see in theaters. Like I like I, well, I love spy what. movies. I love war if movies. I, but give me international affairs with bastard children, and I'm like, yes. Like James Franco <laughs> yeah. and Seth Rogen mm-hmm. infiltrate the Ukraine hey, to find Jerry Jones' best, bastard kid. If that's not the best conspiracy theory, what is? <laughs> Come on, guys. Have a great Howard, afternoon. What a good friend of the show. I wish Howard wasn't so damn wrong about baseball. He's right about a lot of things. Not that one. Not that one. He's he's often right about how horrible the Cowboys are, mm-hmm. how painful it is to watch them. Correct. His list of five things that he'd rather do than watch baseball should be applied to watching the Cowboys play football. You know how I can mediocrity te- over and over and over again every year. You know how I can tell whenever 
like an individual has never just like poured like a mound of garlic salt, like a like Lowry's over the top of a popcorn and sat down and enjoyed a beautiful sunny day and just listened to the crack of the bat and the smell of the grass and the laughter of two old men like you and I 30 years from now sitting in the outfield just giggling over the good old days of Albert Pujols, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. It's the most important thing in the entire world as it relates to sports. I sit here regularly on the show and I say, I'm not a fan of sports. I'm a fan of entertainment. And baseball is a world of entertainment if you are a fan of the sport. And if you're a fan of America. Oh, my gosh. What are you, anti-American communist Howard? Get out of here. First hour's in the books. We're going to do two more of them because they make us contractually. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Bammer one week away from St. Paddy's Day, and that'll be here at O'Neill's. Ooh, we be getting loose. I got my 23 and me back, Fred. I don't know if you told you about this. What did you, what happened? But I'm your... a shade over two-thirds Irish. What does that mean? What is it? Well, I don't know what that means. I'm not a geneticist. Okay. But my results said... I'm a shade over two thirds Irish. Well, I said, I said, if we're gonna, so I go hard yeah, okay. on St. Patty's Day. Joining us, that's at, what I'm saying. Joining us at O'Neill's, I assume also uh, two thirds Irish. I have no idea. <laughs> Harry Swartz, Harry, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Harry plays for your New Mexico United, and uh, you love everything about it. You're the best defender in the league, and you have so many fans in the stands. <laughs> no, we got the best fans in the league, so no, we feel very fortunate. Um, Again, really excited for Sunday, and you know, we hope to see everyone there. So this is year three for you, right? As a professional, yeah. Uh, year four. Year four. Year four. Okay, yeah. year four. Mm-hmm. Not a geneticist. So, not good with math. <laughs> so how did God? Duh. <laughs> I never have been. I even I held up the uh, the European three too. I didn't I didn't do the American. Yeah, three, you so always you always I, do I that. always do. It's <laughs> the sign. It's the sign language three. That's why I yeah. use it. Yeah. So what do you think about Albuquerque? Is this home now? Or are, you, are you, like, doing double time some other place? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been home for the last now year and a bit. Um, my girlfriend and I, we got here February last year. And then in the off season, we spent it in, in Boston and then, um, yeah, came back here a bit early. So this is definitely home, home for me now. 5.05, Sunday. 5.05, yep. Kickoff. You excited mm-hmm. for the season? Very excited. We're, we're ready. We're really excited. Um, we've worked really hard the, over the last month and a half, and, you know, we, we just can't wait to be out on the field in front of everyone. couple little tastes of the playoffs. Is, is this the season you push it over the edge? You really go that's, for it? That's the you goal. You make a real run here? That's the goal for sure. Yeah, we're, we're going for it. Yeah, you boys are, like, putting focus on Sunday. Listen, Sunday's going to figure itself out. Mm-hmm. There's there's something like 5,000 season tickets sold or something mm-hmm. like zero tickets left for the game. Mm-hmm. There's some crazy. This whole week has been the United week, though. Like, the <laughs> yeah. whole city has been black and gold, black yep. and yellow. So talk to me a little bit about, like, the buildup to it. Like, it's unique yeah. here for this squad as opposed to some other teams across across the league. Oh, for sure. Uh, I think New Mexico United does it differently and, and, and better than, you know, everyone else throughout the league in terms of how they – press us and and really show how important new mexico united is not just as a soccer team but um you know in just in the in the public um i think you, you can see it just throughout the week you know every day is something different and i, th- I think they do it so well and I, I feel so fortunate to be a part of it rio grande credit union field at isotopes park aka the lab <laughs> yep 
a.k.a. New Mexico United Stadium, mm-hmm. the home pitch. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be sold out, Fred. I'll tell you why. Why is that, man? Because we got four tickets oh. left. <laughs> we got four tickets in our pocket that we're giving away right now. Okay. 505-246-0610. We're at O'Neill's and Knob Hill yeah, right now. Yeah, we are now, not at the studio. But back at the studio is Mike Vital. Mm-hmm. Give him a call, 505-246-0610. We got a family four-pack to give away Sunday, Perfect. 505. Now, I can't make – all right, I'm a little – guys, I feel bad about this, Harry. I can't make the game. i got to go to New Mexico Highlands. I'm broadcasting a game. It's a whole snow thing. Don't even worry about the reschedule <laughs> aspect of it. But Van's going to be there. I'll be there. Perfect. What is Van going to see in person? What is Van going to see energy-wise, event-wise? I mean, he's going to see soccer. Cool. Don't even mention yeah. soccer. What is Van going to be able to take in at um, the game? I mean, just an amazing experience. Yeah, like you said, take out the soccer. I always tell my, my family and friends, you know, I know they want to see me play, but I think they need to come to a game in New Mexico just to really see how awesome the atmosphere yeah. is. It's not, you can't really, you know, I can tell people about it, but until you see it in person, you hear whatever it is, 5,000 to 10,000 fans just screaming on the top of their lungs, going singing, chanting. It really is an amazing experience. Are you, you know what I'm wondering? You're missing something. Where's that Bastin accent? I know. The Bastin. What, have, you, I know. <laughs> have you been practicing a non-regional I've dialect? I've changed my voice since I could I've have, been in. I could have swore <laughs> you're from Mass. I know. Every, everyone I, every time I introduce myself, say I'm from Boston, they're like, huh? Are you sure? You, yeah, yeah. They're like, what do you mean? I thought you were supposed to sound like Bastin. Um, but I'm from outside of Boston. Okay. So okay. a little outside. You guys talk yeah. normal out there. Yeah, we, yeah some. See, Not I, everyone. I still got like 20 years later the t- 30 years later, I still yeah. got a sprinkle of Houston in my <laughs> I still got a little bit of but, Southern. Yeah. So I, we, but, need to, we need to get a pint in that, you. Put a black yeah, and, see, and see, if it, the voice see if really it comes out. out. Just get a black and tan right now. And yeah, like, exactly. yeah, see what comes back. <laughs> you, got, you got some new teammates this year. Yep. Are you guys, how's the off-season work together? You guys gelling together? You guys ready to hit the pitch? For sure, yeah. No, the, the new guys have come in, um, and they've done such a great job so far. They're great guys, great great teammates and yeah no i feel like the the team has gelled really well and and we're excited to showcase it this year obviously like you got a lot of new guys is there someone in particular like you see them at practice you're like i can't wait to see that guy in action it's a good question um i mean we got so many new guys and they're they're all exciting in their own way whether it's a you know a defender and and will seymour who's just an all-around great defender or you got on the offensive side and and Preston and and Nico Brett just I I mean that's just two of you know we're still missing five other guys or six other guys that are are really talented players so I think everyone is excited to see them all the new guys out on the field this year speaking of excited to see United on the pitch the curse oh yeah that's what I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what's it like when you get to play at the lab and you know the curse is right behind you representing you oh it's amazing i mean it it really does feel like we have an extra person on the field (laughs) i mean you can hear them like they are and they it really brings so much excitement um just a, a different level you know i feel like when you when you come to albuquerque and you play a game it's it's an advantage for us just with how crazy they are and how crazy our fans are we're talking about the New Mexico United game, which is now officially less than three days away as we have passed 505, 505 locally. 505. So it's right there on the curb. Uh, get out early, everyone. This is going to – all right, 
I'm talking strictly to the friends of the show right now. I'm talking to the fans of New Mexico United. If you're going out, go out early. It has been years since we've had an event of this stature. It has been years since people have forgotten since COVID. They don't know how to park. They don't know how to tailgate. They don't know how to walk through the turnstiles. There's, I, I don't know if there's a bag rule, but here's the thing. Just don't bring a bag. Just, like, like don't, don't find a reason to screw this whole thing up. Get in there. Buy your merch early because you guys know how the merch lines are. Get in there. Get your hot dogs. Get your drinks. Get lined up. Sit down in your seats at kickoff. I swear to God, United fan, if you're not in your seats or in your supporter section at kickoff, just a, an eruptious, just an eruptious ovation for this team. I'm going to lose it from afar. I'm going to lose it from New Mexico Highlands University. I'll put you on FaceTime. This, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in. That's going to be the event for me. Uh, obviously, you don't look more than one game ahead, Harry, but, I mean, look at the game for me. I mean, what's the outcome going to be of this one? How bad are you going to stop them? Uh, I mean – all I can say is we are ready and we're excited and we're going to go out there and, and give our, our best effort and, and really hopefully give the fans what they deserve. And, and we're going to go out there and, and work as hard as we possibly can to do that. Las, Las Vegas don't know what's coming at them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> with a full crowd at the lab I don't know and the curse with that just that – that hunger in their mouth to get the New Mexico United action back. I could only imagine mm-hmm. how crazy that place is going to be. We, we love being friends with New Mexico United because of what they do for the community. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about all the action that goes on for the New Mexico United Foundation and just being part of this Albuquerque community? Yeah, no, I, it's amazing. It really is. You know, not I, – I didn't know to the – to the level it was when I got here and you know they really go above and beyond in trying to help and you know I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it around the country around the northeast it, it coming here and, and being a part of it is it really feels so special you know on the field it's amazing and it's great but off the field it's also amazing and you know I, I feel so fortunate to be a part of it the one new thing that's going to jump out to the fan base this year is what the one new either on the field or surrounding the team and organization, the one new thing that New Mexico United fan is going to see is what? That's a good question. Um, say multiple new things in, in as far as our new players. Yeah. You know, you're going to see a lot of exciting new talented players come in to join the, the talented roster we have now. So I think multiple, multiple new things coming at you. Hey, I got a new thing for you. What's that? Because How about those new kits? Oh, my God. Those are strong. Fire, yeah. Very strong. Yeah. What, it, what does it feel like to have, like, the backing of an organization that not only cares about the community but the product on the field but also the way you look? Oh, my God. Like, the, the New Mexico United kits are untouchable in this league. For sure. Anywhere, honestly, if you you go around the whole the whole world, you see New Mexico United kits that it stands out. Um, can't say I've been a, a very fashionable guy growing up and, and playing in, the, in Boston. My jerseys, the way I dress, can't say it's too fashionable. But when people see the New Mexico kit, I I automatically jump up a bit. Nice. So yeah, I'll, I'll take it, boys. I'm looking at it. Like, like, we're giving away four. We're giving away a family four. Four, yeah. Thank you to the New Mexico United, 505-246-0610. Call Michael Vitale at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, and you say, let me get that four-pack. And we'll give it to you. You have four-pack. We'll put your name at the pass gate. You go get your tickets. Boys, I'm on the seat map right now. There's, like, only 100 tickets left <laughs> for this whole thing. That's impressive, like, isn't it? Like, go right now and get your tickets if you don't have your tickets, because if you don't get your tickets, you're not going to get tickets. 
and I can't be there. I'm like heated right now in this moment. Oh, we'll have plenty of opportunities to catch. There's going to be a lot of great matches at the lab, and we're going to be at an overwhelming majority of them cheering you guys on. Awesome. Can't wait. What did we miss? Anything? I like it a lot. Good to go. Harry Schwartz, you're an absolute pro at this. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for talking to Mexico United Soccer. Thank you for doing it with us here at O'Neill's. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate you, Harry. We're coming to the mixer tomorrow night at Electric Playoffs. You're going to be there? What's up? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, what are we we talking? Are we talking a whiskey drink? (laughs) Strictly water for me Is that how it is? Are you like that during the season? Uh, I I try to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's wake up and it's just live soccer every day. Workout, practice, film. But like, what? What? I guess you know what? We got an extra second here. What is what is the day to day a professional athlete? I guess we don't really hit on that enough. Yeah, no, it's that's a good question. I guess it just depends on each person. Um, you know, I think some people, like myself, I, I'll wake up. You know, practice, film, whatever, working out, lifting in that. And then afterwards, I have two dogs, um, my girlfriend and I. So we like to go on a lot of walks and, and take them outside. Would you like to say hi to them? I think they're listening right now. Yeah, no, no. Raquel. Hi. Luna, I'll, Dexter. I'll, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, too good. I, a guy who says hi to his dogs is a guy I root for. I <laughs> no, for they're sure. Great. They're awesome. The, all right. So first of all, i got to get a new jersey. i got a new favorite player. And i got to find a way to make sure I can get out to the New Mexico United. So if it would stop snowing in New Mexico Highlands, that would work for me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's what I would like. That would be great. Harry Schwartz, thank you so very much. Awesome. Thank whenever, you, guys. Appreciate whenever it. Whenever Thanks, we get Harry. back, we're 15 short minutes away from Kim Kirsch in a locker 505. As she talks about helping kids. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at O'Neill's on what I would argue is the greatest day in the history of my entire life, the day that Major League Baseball returned. I just love it so much. Freddie, remember your first time? Yeah. For me, it was like 32nd on my favorite days. Today is my favorite day. Baseball is back. The day Fernando Tatis hit two grand slams in one inning. Mark McGuire, 62. Mark McGuire, 70. Albert Pujols is 500. Ozzy Smith every time he did a backflip. And right now. Because you know it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Nine-inning doubleheaders, and Van, I don't know if you saw this. They got rid of the second baseman, Van. There's no more second baseman in Major League Baseball. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I might have missed this in the press release. Baseball is back. Nine-inning doubleheaders and regular inning extra, or in regular extra inning rules, the man on second is a thing of the past. So just no Craig Biggio's ever again? They, they just So it's nine inning, double headers, and then there's no longer a man on second and extra innings. So they got rid of the second baseman. Okay, we're going to have to rewind a little bit, Fred. Yeah. Your reading comprehension is quite poor. So that means in mm-hmm. the extra innings, uh-huh. there's no more cheater man on second base. They're really going to play it out. Old school baseball. No more man on second. Yeah. In extra oh, innings. Oh, a runner. So there's still a defender at second okay. base, Fred. Okay. Historically, this will be known as the man Fred runner. Is that correct? So here's the thing. I like. Yes, yes, it will. Thank you. <laughs> I like the runner at second. 11th inning on. I think you should play it out normally in the 10th inning, but. 
the closer you can get to old school real baseball rules is exactly what I want, except the universal DH. And I am so glad that there is a universal DH. I don't want to watch pitchers hit anymore. I don't want to see that giant hole in the National League lineup. Breaking news, Van Nunley hates baseball and wants the DH. I love historical baseball. I love every era of baseball. But we're finally moving forward without that painful hole in the lineup. You don't have to watch this pitcher just stand there with a bat on his shoulder or flail embarrassingly at major league pitching it's finally over rejoice the national league can start using designated hitters and compete with runs per game in the american league hallelujah no no it's ruined the game there's no longer a reason to have a manager just have a computer do it just have analytics go up there and tell you who hits best off uh, a righty starter and a bullpen with solid lefties on day games after night games and this is the lineup you need to go with and always look at the first two pitches after an out no van the dh is part of the game for the losers the pitchers are an embarrassment to watch hit on modern pitching if we're talking about historical baseball if we're talking mm-hmm. 60s 70s 80s all the way up into the 90s but now every single pitcher throws a hundred every yeah. single pitcher yeah, they do. every single pitcher throws a hundred every single pitcher has an insane arsenal of pitches that's the for casual baseball fan that's the biggest gripe there's not enough action there's not enough balls put into play and the National League having a DH is going to help that. I will tell you the one thing that the National League DH does for me, and it excites me about the return of Albert Pujols to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. I could not be more excited about this. He needs to retire a Cardinal. He made a mistake. He left me for a couple years. I'm not mad at him anymore. I was heartbroken, but I moved on to a new lover in Paul Goldschmidt, and it's perfectly acceptable to me for Albert Pujols to come back and for my ex-girlfriend to hang out with my new girlfriend. How many mistakes did Albert Pujols make? Like uh, Zero in his life ever. Ten, ten years. Years, three hundred and fifty million dollars worth of mistakes. Is that is that the mistake he made? Turns out that was a heck of a deal for the Angels, and people said it wasn't a deal when that deal was signed, and it ended up being the deal. Also, yeah, I think he's in his fifties. I know he's not, but I think he's in his fifties. Every Caribbean player is two to three years older than they tell you they are. Yeah. You need to get, like, bone density scans to, like, really understand what somebody's age is in baseball now. Is Charlie Blackman your DH for the Rockies? He can still play in the field. I'm not saying he can't, but, I mean, you give a guy like him where he only has to focus on hitting, and you put – not say he doesn't have a horse in the outfit. He just doesn't have the horse he used to have out there. Well, sure, he's not the same player he was, but I'm still putting him out there, and I'm signing some big hunking somebody to hit home runs in Coors Field. That's what I'm doing. The Because of this, Joey Votto will play another 10 years. Very likely. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Like, it changes the game so dramatically. And using, like, the isotopes is an example, and I just reached out to Josh Juchon. I think we'll have him on the program before the end of the day. But it's with the DH now, you're going to have minor leaguers, and although the DH was already in the minor league, you're going to have guys who only prepare as DHs for the next level. Yeah. Like, you, you use Joey Votto as an example, but Joey Votto 
can still run bases. Oh, and he can still play first Joey base. Joey Votto uh, still has a, a great glove. Azuna's a good example. Yeah. I was thinking more like a a Nelson Cruz or a J.D. Martinez. The universal DH just extended the careers of 15 players like a Nelson Cruz or yeah. a J.D. Martinez or a Marcel Ozuna. Because now you have a whole other league of DHs. So instead of having positional flexibility, which was used to be more important in the National League, you got a big bopper that goes out there three, four, five hole every game. Does Buster Posey unretire? Nah. No? Nah. Nah. I, there's a couple guys Buster, like that, Buster right? Posey could squat another 140 games. He could be behind the plate another 140 games. Buster Posey's decision, I don't think, was was medically based or career no, he, extension well, based. You're right. He said he just wanted to hang out with his family and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get all that. But I also, there's anything wrong no, with No, if you love your family, I'm not mad at you. Earlier today, our new friend Harry Schwartz said hi to his dogs on air. Yeah, that's I pretty get, cool. I get people who love people. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, Buster, you can still, you don't got to get behind the plate. You don't, you don't a, even got to own a glove. There's a lot of people that could come back now who retired two or three years ago and be like, oh, wait. Now we need the 16th through 30th best hitters in the league, and they yeah. don't have to play in the field. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, welcome back. Yeah, there's going to be, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of options for that position in the game. Um, I like it in a lot of ways. I don't like it in a lot of ways because I'm a big fan of the double switch. I'm a big fan of, of the bottom of the lineup being, quote, unquote, easier in the National League. I'm a big fan of all the schematics and planning and everything that goes along with it. By the way, the United tickets are gone. The four-pack is gone. Stop calling the show. We have oh, given you away. you can still call the show. Okay, we well, could still Just call the show. Just not for the tickets. But you cannot call it 545. Because they are gone. Because at 545, that's when Josh Shushan is going to connect with us to talk not just ice topes from Major League Baseball because, well, he's he's just a, he's a baseball, I don't know, what, what's the word to use? Pedia? He's a, he's a encyclopedia baseball. Aficionado. Oh, there you go, man. So Josh Shushan will be joining us, voice of the isotopes, and we're excited to have him on and talk about, obviously, more hardball because I, I can't get enough of it. I thought it wasn't coming back. I'm going to be honest with you. I had I had already come to terms through all the different, like, elevated stages of grief or whatever that I would not have Major League Baseball for the entirety of the year. You know, you like a nice pin. Sure. Right. You don't like the, the pins that they give you at the bank. You don't just hoard those like I do. I'll never run out of pins because I'll use a crappy bank pin. Yeah, I will not. But have you ever lost a pin and you were super sad and you looked everywhere for it and you never thought it was coming back and then you saw those pants crumbled up on the floor and you reach into the pocket and you found your special writing pin that you never thought was coming back and you've never been happier? For the sake of the bit, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Uh, like that. Much like that. No, this is much better than finding a lost pen from my pocket. Well, I know how much you like pens. No, I don't like pens because I don't like other people's pens. I like my own pen because when ah, I was a child. Naughty I by saw, nature. I saw, OPP. I don't like other people's pens. you're talking pens. about. The, 
Because when I was a child at 10, 11, 12, or 13 years old, I saw a Dateline investigation where we went to 12 local supermarkets and retail stores, and we tested the pins in a laboratory, and here are the results. And that stuck with me through my adult years, and I have a phobia that there's fecal manner on every single pin that you use at a restaurant you go to. So I have an anxiety <laughs> about using community pins. Also, there's a lot of things that mount me are a little unhinged. But you still go to hotels. Oh, my gosh, every weekend. If I, you won't use a bank pen, what are you doing showing up to a hotel? Well, I didn't see the Dateline investigation on that one. Don't. I, I won't because yeah. I don't need to live in constant fear. Don't travel with a black light. Do you remember what COVID did to me? Can you imagine <laughs> if I touched every pen that came into my life? Yeah. I met my girlfriend on the dating app. She was the only girl I met on the dating app because I was afraid, Van. It was a vetting process. I have a fear. I have a rich anxiety. You just asked every match you had on the dating app, do you use bank pins? I said, what is your stance on communal pins? <laughs> and they said, a lot of them are like, W-U-T, question mark. And I said, unmatch. <laughs> I found or you didn't have a chance to unmatch because you're like, that's cool. the weirdest yeah. question I've ever heard. <laughs> Unmatch button. I said, if a waitress brings you a pin at a restaurant, what do you do? I signed my check. Nope, gone. Super done. Obviously, transaction frenzy is going to happen here in Major League Baseball. We're going to hit on that because, uh, well, I think like 35 or 40 players should sign in the next five minutes, right? It's going to be the craziest 48 hours in the history of the hot stove. If it's not, that's because people followed the rules, and that's weird. Because like if because really has the has the official ribbon been cut? Yes, yet? if the official ribbon has been cut, can you just can you verify at, that? At, at four thirty two Mountain, it, everything was was officially lifted at five p.m. Mountain. Okay. So at four thirty two Mountain, it was signed that everything would be officially lifted and back to business at five p.m. Mountain, which was twenty nine minutes ago. God, I hope they have good cell service because there's going to be so many phone calls in the next few hours. Well, that's what I'm Because th- that's in, you know, because if Freddie Freeman announces one minute from now that he has a new whatever, whatever, whatever. Welcome to the Tampa Bay Rays, yes, Freddie Freeman. Then you know it's all bogus and there's going to be a ton of looking and investigation, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll open my presents on Christmas Eve. Sure. I don't care. Give it to me. Kim Kirshen from Locker 505 joining us after the break. Have I got a chance, man? Talk about I-9 Sports yet today? I don't think I have. I-9 Sports and the YMCA, both excellent contributors to this program, both excellent for youth organizations. I-9, bit of a developmental. YMCA, very family-friendly. Check out them both to get your kids options in the world of athletics. We're two minutes on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The world of entertainment is the world I live in. And it's a world we introduced Kim Kirshen of Locker 505 to. And that's why we only have nine minutes for you, Kim, because at 545, Josh Shushan is joining us. Okay, fine. <laughs> Love you, too. That's the game. If you're going to get bumped for somebody, Kim, <laughs> okay, all right. Josh I, is a good one. Okay. He's a good one. All right, if, I'll try yeah. not to be. If you don't get enough of Kim today, you can get plenty of her on Saturday, March 19th from 10 to 3 at the Recycle Clothes Clothing Drive at Hinkle Fun Center. Uh, talk a little bit about it, Kim. Uh, how, can, how can our friends of the show contribute to you as you help individuals in our community? Well, Recycle Clothes is a great, you know, we always have it in the spring, and it's a great event for you to clean out your closets mm-hmm. and have a place to take stuff uh, immediately. 
we take, you know, everything um, from shorts to prom dresses and uh, toys, books, etc. We do it with the Solid Waste Department of the City. They're, they're awesome to us. It's going to be at uh, Hinkle Family Fun Center. Um, we're actually going to have coupons Ooh. for um, coffee from guess where? <gasps> Friend guess. of the show, New Mexico Pinon <laughs> Coffee. Yes. That's yes. the best in the biz right there. It I mean, what, is. What, what's up with those Hinkle coupons, though? Am I going to be able to you get that? You know, they're that? not what's doing the, them right now. What's their problem? I don't know. I don't Let know. Let me make a call. Going. I'm just going to place a call. Okay. I think you should. Like and it. ask him, what the heck? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? Um, but, yeah, so last year we raised um, over 10,000 pounds of clothes. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, how much was usable? Um, about 50%. Excellent. So yeah, good about fifty percent. It really is. But we remember, Van. We always find a place for things. So right. The fifty percent that that's we just for we you don't, the exactly yes. exactly. And so I want people to know that and, that. And what you don't use directly, Locker Five Hundred Five, you make available to other organizations in the community. We do. Yeah, and, the, and yes. that is where the the giving continues. Right now, obviously, it's spring tra- spring clean. Oh my gosh, baseball's on the brain. So it's <laughs> that's spring a good thing. cleaning. Yep. And, like, everyone's cleaning out their closets right now, and they're doing that whole thing. And Van is as well. Now, Van has a lot of skeletons he's going to try to bring from his closets. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. are you going to be able to accept those, or is that going to be an issue? No, we'll, we'll take them. We'll save them for Halloween. Okay, smart. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll keep it for the appropriate holiday. He's got, a lot, of, got yeah. a lot of skeletons we, in his closet. I got you. I got the hey, joke. Kim, it was a skeletons uh, in the closet joke. He's, I got it. Because of his checkered past. Because of my past. Um, He's, that's what he means. Well, but if you have to get rid of him, we'll take him. <laughs> oh, good. I'm just saying. Nice. I Anything got some, for you, Van. Anything for you. I got tons of baggage in the closet, too. <laughs> How about that? Do you take baggage? <laughs> yeah. Is it only clothes and skeletons? Or just you, only clothes and skeletons. Oh, no I'm baggage. Sorry. No baggage. How else You're going to have my, to keep that. How am I going to get my clothes there if I don't bring you all my baggage, too? It's too funny. Do you so I'm due for some spring cleaning. Right. So what, what would you advise me to bring? What are you guys looking for? Like, hey, Van, you're doing some spring cleaning. You're a snazzy dresser. You're very handsome and oh, smart and okay. funny Here and talented. Your, your style is impeccable. All those what, things. What should I bring So besides you know, self-compliments? Self-compliments, well, yeah. and... Um, We'll take those, too. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, anything, like I said, we'll take shorts, um, up to prom dresses, suits. Um, jeans are a biggie for us because all the kids want jeans. Okay. Jeans and sweats. So every child gets some jeans, some sweats. So those, you know. The big thing is gently used, everybody. Gently right. used is the key here. We don't want things that you're not going to wear. Um, we want things that are still wearable right. uh, for the kids. If it has a hole, we probably don't want them. Um, those what about types like of things. fashion holes? The fashion holes are okay. Yeah. I'm still I'm still dealing with that personally. You know, okay. it's one of those things. Same. Uh, I got a lot me, of acid wash. Is acid wash back in? Is that cool? I'll tell you, it's you know coming back. It is, and it's you know what back? else is coming right, back yeah. is bell bottoms. Big. Yep. All right. Do you me know? a favor, Michael. Call my mom. Michael, call my mom right now. Get her on the program. See what I'm going to have FedExed over because that's her whole closet. She never <laughs> gave up on them. Zena. See? Well, they come She's back. smart lady. Every smart other lady. decade they come back, so might as well hang on to them. Is that true? 
or donate them to Locker 5. There we go. Yes. I like everything about that. We'll, we'll take them. Big donations on the 19th, so get over there if you want to uh, literally clean out the closet. Uh, you do offer 501c3 receipts for, Absolutely. for tax reasons and purposes. So if you're a friend yeah. of the show and you want to help some individuals and also uh, help your pocketbook a little bit there with Uncle Sam. <laughs> and then is it a thing where you can, like, like, can I write off the gas it takes for me to get there, too? Does it work like that? Because I don't know if you've seen gas prices. It cost me 70 bucks yesterday to fill up my van. I've never paid that much. And I wasn't even completely on empty. Do it they was make Prius insanity. vans? I need one if they do. They do. I'm just telling you, I need one if they do. I, I, honestly, I honestly don't even know how much I pay for gas. I just go okay, up. show off. I just show up. <laughs> And I'll say, I, I don't know, I want 20 bucks or something. I don't know. What does gas cost? You know, you know how, the only reason I know is because my Sam's app sends uh, me a thing. Yeah, yeah. And if my Sam's app didn't send me a thing, like, I'm also the guy that's like, well, I have to pay it. I'm just going to pay it. I'm just going to pay I mean, yeah. why did I buy that truck? What? Oh, because my car got stolen. Very poorly right. timed. Lager 505's inaugural golf tournament, April 23rd. Your boys will be there. Title sponsor is New Mexico Pinion Coffee. They are. Yeah, so they're We're an thrilled ex- to have them. Yeah, they're an excellent partner, not just of our program, but of you and the community. Anything we missed, Kim? Nope. Just come out and see us on the 19th. Bring those clothes. Again, books, toys, hygiene items, all those types of things we'll take as well. I'm literally going to give you the shirt off my back. Okay, I'll take it. Not now. we got to finish the well, show. And it's a sweet St. Louis Cardinals. It is kind of a sweet. Yeah, I just want to say shout out, Van. So happy about baseball. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words. Yeah. My, I know you've been worried about me, but my mental health will improve greatly once I get to see people playing baseball. I know. So I know. shout I'm out. I'm concerned, yeah. <laughs> it's the tight pants. That's when we're tight. What? Huh? Whenever we get back to the program, Josh Shushan will join us talking ice topes and Major League Baseball. Two men on live from O'Neill's and Knob Hill, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Mike Vitale just told me during the break we only have eight minutes with Josh Shushan. Cut the music. Josh, welcome to the That's show. That's not enough. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. How are you today? How did you handle it? Can you Have you come down from cloud nine? Where, like, where are you at mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? I, I'm happy that you guys are so giddy, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm very happy, but I, I'm not shocked. There was too much for everybody to lose. Like, I yeah. never thought this was going to drag on. I never thought that they were going to miss a single game of the regular season. There was just too much on both sides to lose. They would Eventually, even dumb people figure things out. Well, I mean, you're talking to two examples where yeah, that's not I, true. Me and, we, I mean, me and Fred are idiots. We figure a lot of stuff out. Well, I mean, Van does, and I, I pretend to. <laughs> I, I pretend to. Uh, so, I mean, obviously we're going back to the game traditionally, as you see it, except for the universal DH has kind of taken over our texter and, and communication of the show. How are you feeling about it, Josh? You like the idea of putting hitters in both leagues? Um, I'm really torn. I'm one of the weirdos who liked Same. that there was a difference in the two leagues. Yep. I liked that Edgar Martinez still had a place to play, but I also liked watching Madison Bumgarner hit home runs occasionally. I liked the strategy of when you were going to take your starting pitcher out because of that. But I also think that the sport needs more offense and teams stopped trying to have their pitchers be successful at the plate. And so it became pretty boring and I didn't like pitchers getting hurt. So, I mean, I'm kind of going back and forth here because, I, oh, oh, look, of all the things for me to, like, care about in baseball, I don't get – I've never gotten too hung up on the DH or no DH. Like, it's just, baseball's great. It's fine. And whatever it is, okay, you know, it's it's fine with me, you know. Um, 
I, I, but if it does prolong the careers of some guys, um, you know, look, that's the way that the sport has been headed. That's the way it's played at college. That's the way it's played in Korea. That's the way that half of it is played in Japan. That's the way it's played internationally. So it's just a matter of time. And a, another big point of contention is the shift. And the exact rules, the exact criteria hasn't been released yet. But there might be a ban on the shift. What do you think about that? Well, so I think that's was one of the, the biggest wins. So, look, overall, I think the owners won. I think the, the owners won overwhelmingly. And one of the major reasons why the owners won, too, is because they now can just implement any rules that they want, and they only have to tell the players 45 days in advance. Um, I don't think that any of that is going to take place in 2023, whether it's the, uh, the pitch clock or the shift or the bigger yeah. bases. Um, Excuse me, I don't think it's going to happen in 2022. It might happen in 2023. I think that there's still a lot to be figured out with the, sh- with the shift. Um, here's the thing about the shift. It doesn't impact things as much as you think it does. It dramatically takes away hits from left-handed batters who pull the ball, but it also takes away a lot of hits for batters who hit the ball past the pitcher and the second baseman is standing right there. Um, So it hurts a lot of different people. It just hurts the big left-handed sluggers like Joey Gallo the most, and that's where it becomes kind of more, um, you know, prominent. Um, You know, I don't like making too many rules. I kind of want to see what the numbers look like in the minor leagues for a few more years before going to make any changes like that in the majors. Josh, bear with me. And I think if they really limit the shift, what we're going to move into is another evolution where there is moving shifts. So if you're not allowed to pass second base, going with the, the pitch, sec- yeah, yeah, the second the the pitcher starts his windup, you're going to see a shift in uh, the defense. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, because again, to go back to, they did a lot of experimentation in the minor leagues with this. It wasn't at our league, but at Double A and at Single A and some other places, they did experiments where you everyone's feet needed to be on the dirt if you're in the if you're an infielder. And they said, you can shift all you want, but you just basically can't have four outfielders. And they did another one where you have to be, you know, two on each side of the diamond. And the batting average did not go up drastically. It was extremely minimal. Um, Now, the changes for stolen bases was much different with some of the rule implementation. The the length of games was dramatically different when they when they used the pitch clock. So some things did work. The the shift was very minimal, which is why I want to see additional years and more kind of study to see if this really is going to have much of a difference, because you're right. Yeah, it's kind of like having a wide receiver in motion is what you can do. Well, and. and Boys, I talked about this before in the program. I don't know if either of you, though. Uh, former Colorado Rocky, former Atlanta Brave, former St. Louis Cardinal, Matt Adams. I sat out with Matt Adams one time, and he's the exact batter you're talking about, Josh. And we were talking about the shift and just how difficult it is. And Matt Adams said to me one time, you know, I got to the professional level doing it this way. I can't just change it now. Right. And that, to me, is kind of always stuck with me with the shift where – like you hear a lot of like proponents of of it still occurring, but saying, "Hey, bunt against it or go opposite field." It's not that easy, boys. No, it's not that easy. Like you got to make baseball dead pulling the ball. Yeah, no, and and I've talked with a lot of players who have said very similar things to me as well over the years. What I don't understand is why baseball just can't have a competition committee 
The NFL has a competition committee. The NBA has a competition committee. Put a couple of position players and a couple of pitchers and a couple of umpires and a couple of GMs and a couple of farm directors, and you, you kind of space it out, the big markets and the smaller markets and, um, you know, and some scouts or whatever, and you kind of – I don't think that this should be collectively bargained. I don't think this is the type of thing that the union and the owners need to sit around and collectively bargain every five years. This is where the Matt Adams of the world and the Max – Scherzers of the world and the Bob Melvins of the world and the Billy Beans of the world should all kind of get into a room with Theo Epstein and Bob Costas and Keith Olbermann or other just really smart baseball people and really look at what can we do to make the game more pleasing because the thing about what the shifts is what it does is it takes away a lot of singles and when you take away a lot of singles that means you take away stolen bases and hit and runs and you take away athleticism and when it becomes really hard to put together three to four singles in an inning to score a run then everybody realizes the only way you can score is by hitting home runs now everyone tries to hit home runs and now there's more strikeouts and there's more walks and there's more home runs and there's just less action and so there's a lot of different things that all kind of correlate together and it just shouldn't be something that the that that that, that lawyers are arguing in in a, in a boardroom it should be the actual baseball people talking in a collaborative manner to figure out what can we do in order to just put more action into the game josh let's talk numbers real quick because it seems where the the players association and mlb started the competitive the competitive talents uh, balance tax threshold minimum salary arbitration pool these all ended up like almost exactly in the middle to me it seems like a push but you think the owners overwhelmingly won can you unpackage that real quick yeah so the owners get two more teams making the playoffs okay the owners make more money if there's playoffs and like players don't okay so the owners won that one. It yep. still takes six years to get to free agency. The owners won that. There's really not a whole lot that's stopping the owners from doing what they did to Chris Bryant. You're going to sit in the minor leagues for three weeks, and they're going to call you up, and that would basically take seven years for you to become a free agent. So that's a win for the owners. There's still a competitive balance tax, which is another word of saying uh, salary cap. So the, the small market owners get to control the big market owners. That's a win for the owners. There's not a bottom ceiling of you must spend at least this amount of money or else you're in trouble. So that's a win for the owners. There really isn't anything that's stopping them from tanking too much. Okay, there's going to be the, 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 fir- the bottom six teams. There'll be a lottery for which order you draft. That's really not going to stop teams from tanking. And if you're tanking, you're not spending money on free agents. So, yes, the, the, the rookies got a nice, a very, very nice bump. The middle class of the players is really going to end up on the bottom end of this. Josh. Um, that's really going to hurt them. So, we owners gotta, won. Josh, we got to grab the break. Can you stick around for a couple Back minutes? Because I want to make sure we talk ice us on the friend of the show hotline. Sure, no Two Josh Shushan, and we're talking Major League Baseball. Josh, thank you for sticking over with us. Spring training, players can start showing up today, and I guess spring training starts on Sunday. Is that my correct understanding? Yeah, that's my understanding as well, and uh, March 17th is when they'll be the first spring training game. That's Well, that's insanely incredible. What, what is your role going to end up being with spring training? Are you just going to sit back and wait for the roster to be assigned to the AAA team, or are you going to go out there and take it in yourself? 
it's a chance I might go out there on my own, but there, there's so much that, that I do. So much of my non-broadcasting work with the isotopes um, yeah. requires me where I just really need to be at the ballpark kind of finalizing things and getting stuff all ready. Uh, so if I do go, it would put it this way, I'm not broadcasting any spring training games. Yeah, of you know, um, I, I would just go as a fan to say hello, um, which maybe, but probably not. So opening night is still April 12th no matter what. Is that correct? That is the Isotopes home opener. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. The week before, I'll be in Oklahoma City. But, yeah, nothing has changed for the Isotopes or any minor league teams as a result of today. We're still starting when we were going to start, and we're still going to play just as many games as we were scheduled to play before. When will the roster be announced? When will we know who are Isotopes this upcoming season? Uh, probably the Friday or Saturday before the season begins. Um, now you start to get a whole lot more clues, you know, throughout spring training where, you know, certain player gets optioned down to the minor league camp, you know, then, you know, you, you start to get a little bit of a feel for it. But in terms of when the Rockies tell us this is your roster, it's usually about three to four days before the season begins. So I'm thinking the Friday or Saturday right before the season. How's that grass looking at the lab? Is it coming in pretty thick? They got a new a new layer of sod laid. I just can't wait to get out there and smell the fresh clipped glass, grass, and everything that's involved with Isotopes Baseball. Well, um, if you haven't looked outside recently, it's pretty cold still. <laughs> so I wish I could tell you that it's like this beautiful, lush, perfect green grass. Well, that's what I see uh, that, in my head, Josh. Don't ruin this. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I don't know if you looked at, uh, you know, it's probably going to snow tonight. So, you know, uh, put it this way. It doesn't matter what the grass looks like today. It doesn't matter what the grass looks like on Sunday when the United play there, which, you know, the infield dirt is actually now covered by more grass for the United. Um, all that matters is what the field looks like on opening night. Was there an actual moratorium between players and agents and teams during this 99 days? Because I thought for sure I would have had four or five huge announcements on players and trades and, and relief pitchers, and Freddie Freeman should now be the DH for the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, like why, didn't, why hasn't all this uh, happened yet? Very curious. Same thing. And I feel like, um, yeah, I, I'm, well, no, look, no matter what, there's going to be a flurry of, of, of signings. And I think that's actually going to be really fun to see what happens over the next seven days. And even the amount of changes that are going to happen once um, spring training games begin one week from today, uh, this flurry of activity is going to be really fun. But I've been really curious to find out how much the um, how much people followed the rules over the last 99 days and how much they did not. Well, there's got to be buffers, right? There's got to be a friend of a friend or, you know, the agent's cousin or somebody knows somebody. There, there has to be communication this whole time. You can't just have like a straight up 100% moratorium, right? There's always intermediaries if you want there to be an intermediary. Um, I've actually been pleasantly surprised. Like I would have thought that here's the thing. About, about baseball coverage. People love to talk, and the national baseball reporters are really good. Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal and yeah. Bob Nightingale and all the others, they are really, really good reporters, and there's a lot of people that like to feed them information. So I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more. Actually, I can't, I can't think of a single instance of reading something that says, as soon as the lockout is over, Player X is going to sign with Team Y for the well, single I thing like that. I think maybe, and, and today is a great example, there is too much going on. Yeah. Like, there's too much. Like, all the agents can't stop and, like, text text their patsy. Like, hey, 
Freddie Freeman is going to sign with the Rays. They're just too busy signing the next guy, so they can't feed information to their sources. That, that's all quite possible. You know, I mean, I've always thought that the agents have too much of a say in the players' union. You know, um, Scott fact Boris that, was the example that, of that. You know, executives. Yeah, the executive subcommittee and five of the eight players were represented by Scott Boris, which means that Boris's power grows even more. You know, um, you know, there's something I was reading within the last day or two about, you know, the agents really don't like this and they've been advising their, their clients, the players, not to do this or that. Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of me and my soapbox here. Overall, I'm in favor of the players getting as much money as they possibly can. They're the talent. They're the ones I come to see. Um, but I still feel uncomfortable with the amount of clout that the, that the agents have had over this uh, negotiating session. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big pro labor guy. I'm always pro labor. Mm-hmm. Like I get everyone's mm-hmm. got to have a boss. Everyone has a boss. I'm not going to argue that. But I'm a big pro labor guy. Don't matter what industry you're in. Don't matter what profession you're doing. I'm just I'm always on the side of the labor. I I can't escape that. I can't find an exception to that idea. Sure. You mean that when you go to a baseball game, you don't get in your seat and then turn around and look at the owner's box and, and start clapping and cheering as you watch the owner do owner things from the owner's box? Van, you don't do that? Van one time started a chant of, let's go, Cohen, but it was actually he was trying to get him to go away from the team. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay. <laughs> they took it the wrong way. That's yeah, very clever, actually. Very smart. Uh, Josh, uh, a great comparison uh, that I've been spitting out the last couple of weeks is there's $1,200. Uh, $1,200. There's 1,200 players in the Players uh, Association, right? And there's 30 owners. If you take away the 1,200 best players of this sport and replace them with the next 1,200, it would be drastically worse on the field. If you take away the 30 owners and replace them with 30 more billionaires, there's a chance it could be drastically better. Well, I like that, and and that's the perfect segue into life at AAA, right? So basically every player who was at AAA... And those players are good. Those players are really, really good. Sure. But none of them's Mike Trout. None of them show Shohei Otani. Because if those guys get really good, then they get called up to the majors. So everyone who's at AAA would suddenly be in the major leagues. Yes, you would see a drop-off. Now, think about how well-run minor league baseball teams are. Think about all the creative promotions, all of the fun things that not just the isotopes do, but minor league baseball teams do all throughout the country. All these great ideas that end up in the major leagues because they're such great ideas. So imagine if minor league owners were running the major leagues. And imagine if AAA players were in the major leagues. So, yeah, it's very easy for us to imagine that because we witness that every day in this city. Boys, I used to broadcast for an independent team that put a Krispy Kreme donut as a bun on a bacon cheeseburger. Uh-huh. We've, we're living in the future. Yeah. Like, you can do anything. Well, two years ago, Isotopes had the cotton candy burger, right? Oh, so good in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. Uh, so I got, the, I got one last question for you, Josh. When, today, to me, and you started off trying to curb my enthusiasm, which, by the way, I hate you for that. Today, to me, is a day of, of release and, and enjoyment and just hurrah. How come, Josh, although you're the forever optimist of baseball coming back, how... Or when is Major League Baseball fan going to recognize is it's just business as usual? When are they going to have that emotion inside of them? That's a really good question. And anytime somebody says that's a really good question, they're stalling so that they can think of a really good answer to the yeah. question. <laughs> um, I would agree with you that today is a day of relief. Uh, to me, it's not a day of celebration. It's a day of relief. But I, I would answer your question this way. Once the first game starts, you forget everything that happened. 
right? It's all, it's like once you play in games, then it's like, okay, then it's all water under the bridge. So the hardcore baseball fans, they're going to watch no matter what, no matter how stupid the, you know, the fighting is over the collective bargaining agreement. You know, the casual fans, they're still going to go to a few games. And yeah, there's some people that may not go to as many games and all that kind of stuff. Um, And the people that don't care about baseball are not going to care about baseball. So, I mean, what, what did this lockout accomplish? You did not win any new fans. You ticked off your medium of the of the of the road fans, and then your hardcore fans. No matter what, they were going to be there. So um, you put people through a lot of unnecessary stress, um, but ultimately it's all gone, and now we can just enjoy baseball. All right, Josh. What's the big free agent splash that's coming? What's the first big one? I'm curious to see Trevor Story and Chris Bryant. Like, I don't know if those are the two biggest, but those are the two that, that have me most curious. Story, because he played for the Isotopes, because of the Rockies, uh, and Chris Bryant, because, again, kind of what the original reason why the players were upset was just yep. this idea that a player like Chris Bryant had to go seven years before he became a free agent. Imagine if Bryant was a free agent a year ago. Right. And so, you know, he wasn't. And so he goes back to the Cubs, and then they trade him to the Giants. And now here he is waiting yet another year before he can become a free agent. And I'm really curious to see where he ends up, what position he ends up, because he's the, the poster child for the way that the owners, um, you know, have been getting over on the players and why I think that the owners won this. My last little takeaway from today is uh, we're going to play 162, which means there's going to be a lot of double headers, yep. nine inning double headers with no runner on second. Traditional baseball. The thing that I'm going to ask you about though is Josh, is how is that going to change managing baseball to start the season? Because I guess most of these double headers they're going to try to get in sooner than later. Yeah, and you know I, I I haven't seen this yet. I wouldn't be surprised if teams have a larger roster to begin the season. That's usually what happens mm-hmm. whenever you have an abbreviated spring training, so that you have more pitchers because there's no way. I mean, shoot, the starters don't go seven innings very often these days anymore, and they're really not going to go seven innings to start the year now based on a really abbreviated spring training. So I think that's going to be interesting. I would actually kind of hope that they do some of these doubleheaders, that they space them out. Maybe that last day of the All-Star break, I'm pretty sure the All-Star break is four games. Maybe they make it a three-day All-Star break now so they can take advantage of that fourth day to get in some games. Um, I think that if there's bad weather in April that causes a lot of games to get uh, postponed, I think that's going to lead to a lot of schedule nightmares as well um so we'll see you know it's but they'll figure it out they can always figure it out there's a surplus of guys in the minor leagues waiting to get called up and those guys just got a huge raise today so good for them well thank goodness we got the universal dh now so you don't have to carry an extra outfielder or carry an extra infielder and you could have an extra extra pitcher on the roster now right fred Isn't that right van hates now baseball. we can have 12 pitchers in every game just with all this one Josh Shushan, you're the absolute best, and thank you for being a friend of the show. Uh, it's my pleasure to be a friend of the show. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for warming up the Thanks, mic Josh. for Rob Portnoy, who will be joining us after the break, as we're going to talk the end of the Lobo season, and obviously we're going to make him talk baseball, too, because there's nothing else in my world more important than a lot of friends of the show on thus far today. Thank you to all of them, including the gals from All Face Advocacy Center. Harry Schwartz from the New Mexico United, Kim Kershen from Locker 505, Josh Shushan from the Albuquerque Isotopes, and now Rob Portnoy of the University of New Mexico, voice of the Lobos. Welcome to the show, friend. What's going on, Fred? How are you, bud? Oh, uh, me and Van are, well, we're just celebrating early. We're celebrating currently, and we're going to celebrate late the return of Major League Baseball. 
It's a good day, isn't it? It's funny, though. I, I heard uh, one of your callers a little bit earlier uh, list his five reasons or five things that he would rather do than watch baseball. He should have been more specific with the way he phrased it. Five things he would rather do than watch baseball on television. He, he clearly enjoys the in-person mm-hmm. experience. He even admitted it. Yeah. You're right there. There's well, and there's something um, magical about it, and and heavenly about it, and spectacular about it. And I could find more superlatives, but you boys understand exactly what I'm saying. Baseball in person is a poetry of sport that that I don't think is matched in any other sport. Period. You said it. Poetry is a perfect word to describe the game. Um, it's lyrical, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it really is, uh, and. It's a tapestry over three hours, and I just love it. And, uh, by the way, Lobo Baseball, home this week, Friday, there Saturday, Sunday. Hope everybody comes out. There we go. Uh, here's a fun announcement that just came out. A uh, friend of the show, Bob Nightingale, is reporting that Rob Manfred says that in 2023, it will be a more balanced schedule, and teams will play every team. Did you hear me, boys? So there will be a series against every opponent in both leagues. How exciting. So that means if you're a fan of any team and – they're not in your city. You can get to a yard. They'll be there at some point. That's all. At some point, yeah. At some point in some year, it will happen as opposed to – I think I've talked about this in the year before. You know, as a St. Louis Cardinals guy growing up in St. Louis, you know, I wanted nothing more than to see the Yankees and the Cardinals play baseball against each other. And I only saw it one time in Derek Jeter's final year as a Yankee. And that, to me, is unacceptable. Like, these historic franchises should have matchups regularly. 100%. We all love the uh, the old school, you know, the, the World Series teams meet. The only time they meet is in the World Series because of the division of the leagues. Well, that's, I got to admit it, and I love certain traditions. That's arcane now. You know, everybody wants to see all the stars come to their yard. Why not? Rob, I'm assuming you're a little bit lightheaded right now. I hope you can divert enough blood back to your brain to finish this interview. Yep. Because baseball's back, baby. (laughs) Baseball is back, man. And the other thing that I'm uh, dancing on cloud nine from is uh, I did get to watch, finally, the first episode of Winning Time. And while I'm literally in mourning over what happened yesterday in the Thomas and Mac because the Lobos had a real chance to win that game. And I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Boise State this morning um, or Midday, shall we say. They started at noon Pacific time. Uh, they barely got by Nevada today, 71 to 69. That could have been the Lobos. It's ifs and buts, I know. But anyway, um, UNM was so close to knocking off Nevada yesterday. Yeah, we, we've had several. We obviously spent most of the day yesterday talking about Lobos basketball and kind of the end of the season. And, you know, if it's professional or if it's fan, the conversation was a lot about the officiating of that game. It was a lot about the total fouls. It was a lot about the back and forth between both teams. And didn't feel like tournament basketball. You've called a lot of tournament games, Rob. Did the game look and feel a little different to you yesterday with the Lobos ugly. and, and, and Nevada? Yeah, it was ugly. It was disjointed. It, it was it was rough, Fred. I, it, it's not a good look when the officials are the most important players uh, in terms of the way that the game plays out, right? And it just seemed like that from start to finish. I, I don't know, um, you know, what you guys thought, but 23 fouls called in the first half, 14 on New Mexico alone, um, 50% more than, than the number that was called on 
Nevada in the first half. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, and everybody could see with their own eyes the, the key call there uh, late in the first half with the Lobos up nine that it was a 50-50 basketball in the air. It was a terrible pass made by Nevada. Um, House was there first. House got his hand on the ball first. There was a collision. And in my book, it doesn't matter who's on offense, who's on defense, period. In that situation, that should have been called on Nevada. But uh, Coach Patino pointed it out, and I completely agree with him. The Lobos did not lose the game because of that call. But House had to sit the rest of the half and didn't get to start the second half because of it. It was huge. Let's segue from the Lobos to the Lakers. Not the current Lakers, which I'm sure is a huge disappointment to you, but the Showtime Lakers and the HBO series Winning Time, which I am already wildly addicted to. There hasn't been an opening pilot that grabbed me like that did. I love the cinematography. I love the superimposed commentary on the screen. It seems like every person was cast perfectly. What did you think about Winning Time? Oh, my gosh, the choice of presentation for it was startling and awesome. Like, I I did not expect the characters to talk to me first person, you know, just, like, completely interact and, 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 you know, uh, just unbelievable. Um, From the first scene in the bedroom, it just, it never stopped. Um, I absolutely love Jerry Buss more than ever just off of one hour. Yep. And um, I don't care about the, the artistic license, dramatization, whatever. Um, this is, you know, it's, it's based on the, the Perlman book. And we know that Perlman did his research like a maniac. It's how he does his process. So the book Showtime is the basis for this, this you know, series winning time. And it's authentic. And it's funny to see the reaction from the NBA and, and – uh, they're a little <laughs> nonplussed, I think, about some of the uh, realities of what was going on back then. But the, the behind-the-scenes machinations with the sale of the franchise, and uh, I have no doubt the legitimacy of the scenario that played out at the end there, um, where you know he gets magic to, to realize the locker room's right there, and then he, he walks in, and then he walks through, and he walks onto the court of the forum, and they've got you know the spotlights on the court. It just... I just loved it. I absolutely ate it up, man. I I knew I was going to love it when the Lakers organization and the NBA didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, oh, we're on to something here. 100%. Like, this is kind of, you know, literally opening the door to the Laker bedroom. I mean, really. And nobody wants what goes on in their bedroom to be uh, public. Uh, No one. Well, you maybe. just so tasty oh my god um and, and being the laker fan that i am and understand him i'm just barely just barely old enough to understand where the nba came from and the reality of what uh jerry buss did for the league for the sport um it's already coming through in just one episode and, and i hope that everyone understands that like there was literally a cultural shift in the way that this game was viewed because of what the Lakers did uh, during the 80s. Are you, are you boys really buying into these mixed reviews, though? Because Wayne Time's getting more mixed reviews than the new Batman movie. And to me, it's like, it's like I think it's just like a false hype thing. I, I don't think people, overwhelmingly I, phenomenal. The, and I recognize you do, but yeah. that's not the majority. 
the majority is saying it's not even close. Jerry West never in his entire life like enjoyed a drink. He does like nothing about the way that these offices or the building of this. All the, there's just a lot of talk about how it's very wrong. But I'm telling you, I think it's all part of a work. Propaganda. I think it's, I think it's to get people to yeah, tune in. Sure, because I I. I don't know if there's enough reason to have this negative backlash, but it has been out there in droves. That's really interesting. And, look, I can only go back to something I just referenced a little bit earlier. Um, If you just dig a little deeper into the the type of research that Jeff Perlman Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, to to the books that he uh, generates, um, it's unbelievable. The extensive and uh, just exhaustive work that he puts in, if if the basis for this movie comes from there, then the essential facts of the story that they're telling, I buy, 100%. Now, you can say what you want about the settings and the scenes, the things that are created and the backdrop that the film is creating for the story that they're telling, but I have to believe that it's based in fact as well, and sure, artistic license, granted, but... Um, I, I'm just devouring it. I cannot wait for the next episode, and Sunday cannot get here fast enough. Fresno State this weekend at home. It's going to be a big one for the Lobos. Rob, if I haven't got a chance to get out to a Lobos baseball game yet, what am I looking to get excited about? The Lobos got their best weekend pitching of the season last weekend in San Jose. And I know it doesn't look good. They came out losers of two out of three. The bats went quiet a little bit against San Jose State. I believe, after talking with the staff today, that that's an aberration. The best thing that came out of last weekend is that Tristan Lively, who was going to be the Friday starter going into the year, and had struggled the first couple weekends out of the gate, is now pitching on Sundays, and he was brilliant. The Lobos lost the game. They let it get away late. They were up 2-0. It got away against the bullpen in the eighth inning on Sunday in San Jose. Uh, I'm not going to get into what happened on Saturday. There were literally three ways that the umpires blew a call that cost the Lobos a run that would have given them the lead late in a game they lost 3-1. to one. Sour grapes at this point. They dominated San Jose State on Friday 5 to nothing. In all three of the starting pitchers that they ran out there, Egloff, Russell, and Lively dominated they pitch like that, and they have to. Fresno State is a great pitching staff. I expect this to be well-pitched, well-played the entire weekend. Four and eight start to the season for the Lobos, but obviously they're going to look to turn that around this weekend at home as they host Fresno State. If you can't be there in person, Rob Portnoy's got the call for you. Rob, anything we missed? You hit it all. Have some more fun tonight, boys. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me. And let me say this to Lobo fans. Uh, just from what I saw, this year, over 30 games, this basketball team improved immensely from the start of the year to the end. There is so much to be excited about with the core that is coming back and with what I know this staff will be able to recruit getting out on the road, not having to do it over Zoom and not having to do it with less than 30 days to, to get a roster pulled together. They're going to love the product on the court next year even more. They will fill the holes up front. They're going to bring in an experienced player up front. You can book it. This team will be much better next season, and I thought they were incredibly fun to watch this season. Rob Pornoy, the absolute best. Thank you, my friend. Hey, great being with you guys. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Rob. He gets it. 
That dude gets it. That's a dude. Can you believe there's only 30 minutes left on the program today and not a single Major League Baseball player has signed a new gigantic contract that I can overreact about? Oh, my God. So many have signed. So many are, like, flying to different parts of the country right now. We just don't know about it yet. During the commercial, I'm going to find out what this dessert is that I just saw brought through O'Neill's Pub. And oh, I'm my a- goodness. I need that in my mouth. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Every time a new Batman movie comes out, Major League Baseball strike ends. <laughs> Is that real? That can't be real. I guess they're still talking about putting advertisements on the jerseys. Did you see this? So it's not officially, 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 officially over. You tell me that? Don't, don't say that. I'm sitting right here, Fred. Don't say that. I've been celebrating all day. Don't tell me that the reason that they didn't get the deal done is because they can't NASCAR their jerseys up. The deal is done. Okay. By the way, I really like a NASCAR jersey. I really like a sweet Dale Earnhardt Jr. zip-up jacket with a big big old king of beers right on the back of it. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that at all. There, there's some, like I don't think Tide is cool. You put Tide on a race car? I think Tide's the coolest. I think the word race car is the coolest. Yeah. It's spelt the same forward and backwards. No, it is not. Do it in your head right now. Reverse? Yeah. Reverse is not the same as race forward. Race car. All right, hold on. I thought you were talking about <laughs> cars going forward and backwards. They're not the same speed. You Transmissions need a don't work that way. I think you need a nap. Here's what I need. You're not doing well. I need... I need to get a, a sweet Ralston Perina so, NASCAR jacket. This this might upset Major League Baseball and the Players Association. Good. But I say we don't start free agency tonight. Instead of free agency, you take all the available players and we just add a team. What? All these guys. Hey. Carlos Correa, shortstop. Freddie Freeman at first base. Chris Bryant at third. You got an outfield of Castellanos, Conforto, and Schwarber. Kenley Jansen's your closer. Kershaw, Rodon, Granke, Duffy are your pitchers. Let's just add a new team. We got all the people right here. Where are you going to put that? You team? got all the stuff. It's what's just your, laying right here. What's your vision for this team? Where are you going to put it up? Okay, I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition for this team because it's, <laughs> it's going to come in very competitive. But, hey, I say we add another five grand to the lab. We step the Albuquerque isotopes up one league, brother. Are you talking five grand we give them out of our pocket to do it, or are you talking about 5,000 seats? 5,000 more seats in oh, the stadium. Oh, okay. That makes, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Scott Boris was kind of the integral part of this whole thing, and – Major League Baseball, which, by the way, you want to have an antitrust conversation because we can do that too. Major League Baseball just painted a picture of the villainous players and their agents and everyone involved in saying this deal would have been done some time ago if Scott Boris was not a human being on this planet and just kind of blew my mind that there was such a targeted effort by Major League Baseball, which doesn't need to target a single individual, to just fight with everyone. And it's, and it's poorly timed. On Scott Boris's part, not only because 
he is the kind of villain when it comes to to agents, but also the Russian invasion. So like his last name Boris even has more of a negative connotation right now because of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I do follow that. I don't hate that at all. It was a the vote today from the MLBPA was twenty six to twelve in favor. Is that unanimous? Or excuse me, is that anonymous? Is that how that works? I don't know. I don't. That's either. an excellent question. Because and that's teams is what I'm saying. So that's yeah. yeah. So there's one representative in the players association for each team, right? And then eight people on the board, right? There's yes. Eight. The thirty teams choose eight representatives. So there's thirty eight votes total, and out of the thirty eight total votes, twenty six agreed that this new deal is ideal, or at least, very least, passable enough to start playing baseball again. So I'm curious, who voted against it? Yeah, that's kind of a weird one to me. Because I would like to see the owners tally, too. Because every step of the way, there's been owners agreeing and disagreeing. And one of my favorite twists, one of my favorite Shyamalan twists, is Artie Moreno, owner of the Angels, he voted against raising... The collective bargaining tax. So that's just like a giant middle finger up to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And it's like, hey, you know what? Remember how I told you I was going to spend money on you the past three years and I didn't do it? Now's all the evidence you need that I'm never going to do it. There has to be a relationship now between owners and players and I, I'm not saying a better relationship. I'm not saying a good relationship. I'm saying a relationship because there just hasn't been a relationship between players and owners. And if we're going to avoid this down the road, man, like these two parties have to start a conversation that establishes them as, I, I don't want to use the word equal, but as equal partners in the product. I'm like – Address, recognize, give value. I don't. I don't know how to say be be kind to each other. Yeah, I mean, you need neutral arbiters. You need arbitration. You know, they have arbitration for individual players' contracts. Let's have arbitration for the business of baseball as a whole. Let's take it out of the hands of the players and the owners, and then have a neutral party in the middle help facilitate this not up at the last minute like this year not at the last minute like four years ago not at the last minute like during the strike shortened season but progressively proactively because you know where the deadline is yeah it's four years from now figure it out before four years from now instead of having like a giant pr mess on your hands and trying to point blame at either party which the owners, it's their fault, no matter what they say, no That's matter what I they, feel. no matter what they put out in the press. They're the reason gas is so expensive. <laughs> the baseball owners. Yep. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that completely too. So instead of like having this PR battle at the last minute, why don't you be proactive and figure out what parties really want way ahead of time and have this agreement done before public perception is altered, before you're in trouble of making your sport drop down another rung on the ladder. What happens to that COVID lawsuit? There was that $500 million player to Major League Baseball COVID lawsuit. Does that just go away? 
Is that still in the mix? I, I legitimately don't know if that's part of the agreement, but that to me is kind of sticking out as a, well, we kind of got to put a ribbon on this one, right? Or, or what about, yeah, definitely that. Or what about the million that the Players Association just raised for employees of baseball who weren't able to work because of the lockout, and then MLB jumped in at the last second and was like, oh, we're going to put in a million too. What happens to that $2 million? Does that still go to these people that needed it? Or are they like, JK, LOL, baseball's back? And I very much, I think that was part of the reason why I very much thought that we weren't going to have baseball because there was so much preparation for not having baseball. Right. There was like fail safes and, and, and plans and guys delivering pizzas or whatever, which I know obviously that's blown out of perspective, but. But I didn't think today was going to happen. And for, for it to happen today is just a, a sense of relief and excitement because, I mean, it's it's summer's game. And also, like, to be real transparent with a friend of the show that's listening right now, sports talk radio is hard without sports. <laughs> it's tough to do. It is. Hey, it's insane. Hey, hey, hey. Even for us. Oh. Who doesn't talk a lot of sports. Can you imagine, right? Like, we'll use today as an example. You know what the you know what the lead story would have been today? Uh, the Chicago Bears tucked their tail on Khalil Mack and sent him to the Los Angeles Chargers. How long can you have a conversation about a linebacker? Twelve minutes. Tops. I got twelve minutes on it. Tops. You want to do that next? Nope. <laughs> just just insufferable. Bears yeah. punted their future for this guy. Now they're giving away for peanuts. And you know what it is when we sit in production, I'm like looking at Michael, and I'm like, Michael, I'm going to do a bit on how Patrick Mahomes is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. And you both just roll your eyes. That's what the summer would have been. Sure. But it doesn't have to be because we have Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is back. Today's varsity, whenever we get back, today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of promises I'm making to Major League Baseball. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The show's over. The show's freaking over. It was a freaking very good one, and it's freaking over. O'Neal's is great. Knob Hill's great. Everyone here loves us. That's freaking great. All of our guests were great. Thank you to Yvette and Claire over at the Child at... Over at the Children's Advocacy Center, they were tremendous. Excited mm-hmm. for their Top Golf event. Thank you to Kim Kirshen. she was freaking great. Blocker five hundred five. Thank you to Rob Portnoy, he was freaking great. Talking about baseball and Lobos baseball, Major League Baseball and Lobos basketball. Thank you to Josh Shushan, he was freaking great. Thank you to Howard, who was not freaking great, but thank you to him calling him bashing on Major Major League Baseball. My favorite thing of all time. Anything else you enjoyed, man? Well, baseball is my second favorite thing of all time. Okay. You know what the first thing is? Bet you're about to tell me. Hey, hey, Fred. Hey. <laughs> you know what it is? Vital, well, hey, Vital, you know what it is? You know what, what is it, is? it, man? Hey. It's the laughter of children. Oh, yeah. yeah that's my favorite. Sure. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Pro wrestling is my answer. Oh. Today's I-9 Varsity. Connect with I-9 Sports. 505-312-4999. League Office 280 and I-9sports.com. Today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of promises that I'm making to Major League Baseball, Van. Okay. I promise to forgive you. I promise to forget all this. I promise to allow you to gaslight me into thinking it was my fault this entire time. 
and I promise to accept you back into my life as the lover that I've identified you as for so many years. Uh, is that your whole varsity in one? There's a lot of commas there. Are you going to just pick one, or are you going with all of them? I promise that I'll never betray you. I promise that moving forward there will never be another, and my consideration of possibly recognizing another, be it golf, NASCAR, professional soccer, that that was me just being hurt, and it's it's not your fault. It was me the entirety of the time. Well, Fred. Manfred. Not Rob. Not, not, not you, of yeah. course. Yeah. Not you, of course. But there, I mean, there's a lot of things. Baseball did try to hurt me. It did. It did. It did try to hurt me. It didn't know what it was doing, man. It didn't know what it was doing at the time. No. But still, even... With, like, the hurt, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. it just teased me. Mm-hmm. It's, it just set, like, ni- 99 days is a long time. 99 is a it's a lot of problems, but baseball ain't one. I'll tell you a list of things that I won't do. Okay. Considering the circumstances. Yes. And I'm talking specifically to baseball. These are promises you're making to baseball. Right. I will never give baseball up. No, you can't. Okay. I will never let baseball down. Why would you? Okay. I will never run around on baseball and desert it. No, you, duh. Okay, here's another thing. Yeah. I'm never going to make baseball cry. No. I'm never going to tell baseball goodbye. Mm-mm. And I'm never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Can't. <laughs> Can I do that? Never going to give, never going to give. Major League Baseball is my daddy. <laughs> Mike Vitale, what promises do you do you plan to have for Major League Baseball so that it never feels like it has to lock us out again? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> well, as a latchkey kid, I'm okay with getting locked out as long as I eventually get back in. There's that. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to see slider down the middle of the plate, hit right up the middle, fielded by the shortstop, quick backhander to second, 6-4-3 in the book, fellas, double play. And I'm going to think, this is what God intended on this May afternoon as I'm watching. By the way, I need your Major League Baseball subscription package again. Please. Yeah, yeah. MLB TV. I need I'll that. sign you back in. It's been a few months. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'll give you my Apple TV so you can watch Friday Night Baseball now. We had an awesome time today at O'Neill's Pub in Knob Hill. We're really good. And the timing is kind of impeccable because right when our show is ending, mm-hmm. so is the end of Prince's Purple Rain. Yeah, it's poetic. It's like about to hit the guitar solo. Right when we're leaving the air. So it could not be any better at all. Today is one of the finest days professionally I've ever had. Not compared to stupid yesterday when there was no baseball. Oh, you were talking about yesterday? Yeah. Stupid baseballless yesterday. Yesterday, void of baseball. 
The last three months of my life have been the worst three months of my life. All baseball related. Well, like three months and like six days. It's been 99 days. Any final word, Van, before we go? Man, it's too much for the time allotted, my friend. But I'll tell you what. If you check out the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie, they'll fill you in on what we missed. Good job, everyone, GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.